Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. In the month of July 2023, we salute my personal hero, Henry Winkler, and one of the rare known films, and it's rare, you know, most people I ask about this say, he was in movies too? <laughs> yes, he was, <laughs> yes. I, think I was one of those people yeah. a couple weeks ago, so yeah. what, really? Yeah. Alright. And we look at the movie from 1977, where it's just where he's getting really popular at the start of Fonzie Mania, Heroes. And the oof, okay. Yeah. Um, he is very much not the Fonz. No, he's not. No, no, no. He still has some inflections of Fonzie, though. Oh, uh, yeah. like there's little tad inflections and little things of like, okay, yeah, he's kind of there a little. But I mean, he's, I mean, Jack is yeah. supposed to be. I'm guessing from New York. Because that's where he went back to. Well, afterwards. yes. Oh, yeah, he yeah. either went back to New York or he's he's so stuck ha- in New York. Having a little bit of Fonz inflection yeah. actually kind of kind of works because Fonz put on that kind of yeah. over the top kind yeah. of hey. Yeah. Well, Fonzie actually is from Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but he has like some sort of yeah. He traveled got, around quite a bit. He's got the too. cool guy. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that greaser type yeah. mentality. And there's so many things about that. I mean, hell, I could do a whole thing just on Fonzie alone. Um, but, you know, we introduce ourselves. I'm Nick. I'm Kev. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. You don't know how to use your real name today. I oh, did. crap. Yeah. I'm not confused. <laughs> I should say I'm cringed, honestly, I have some because this movie, this, made, movie. this movie made me yeah. cringe a lot in certain and I think, and here's the thing, it's thinking supposed about today, to. I think I it's supposed that. to. It's I supposed to make you uncomfortable. It yes. really did. It yes. really did. And, you know, it is definitely one of those, you're exactly right, and I mean, at the time of this release, the... the, the um, the movie was released in 1977, and the um, the were within four years of the last soldiers leaving Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, like to, to give you an equivalency of that, we're a little further out from when the last soldiers left Iraq. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're like twice as much out, I believe, because that was under Obama. So, like, there's there's a difference in that. You know, with how with how do you feel about it? But I mean, nowadays you have um, you have a lot more understanding of what PTSD is. Oh God, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> yeah. The, the Vietnam War screwed up a lot of people. Mm. Um, and the government and, also stopped taking care of our veterans. Yes. during the Vietnam War because right. we weren't really the good guys no. in this one. No, I mean, like, they, there were no yeah. there, good guys. There were no good guys. And, yeah. and the thing is, you got sent over to this country, mm. and there's basically there's a war going on, but you're sent over to do XYZ because this is what you know, you're trained to do, this is right. what the government's telling you to do. And then you come home, and almost everybody at home is against everything you did. Yeah. So, and as a person, things, and some of the things you do when you're over there, it's, it's not like, anything you want to talk about. It's, right. it's, yeah, you're, they were put in situations that no one should ever have no, to. No. It was, choose. No, go I, I had a talk with my mom earlier, and, you know, she was a nurse before she retired for almost 45 years. 
So, and she held a really stellar career, but one of the things she did when she was first out of medical school was to take care of Vietnam veterans. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I'm like, look, you know, what is it? She said, let me tell you the, I'll tell you the honest thing. What you think about what happened with Vietnam is absolutely true. Every rumor, everything you think of is real. And it's probably and, also worse than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're only and, imagining yeah. it. You're not yeah. going through yeah. it. Yeah. There were decisions yeah. that had to be made that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. No. And I would wish some terrible things on yeah. my worst enemy. Me too. And, you know, there was... Um, and there were people when they were coming home, you know, you were also not far removed from World War Two, and, you know, no, not really. far removed at all from Korea. Right. At all. Not, and, no, not know. even. Like, that's what yeah. Korea it was. Within like a decade. Mid, yeah. 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 Like Korea was yeah. like mid-50s, and it was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 19, 1951 to 1953 was our, yeah. uh, our involvement. Well, 1950 the, to 1953. And it was like the later 60s into the 70s when we got involved. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we were we involved... Were there in, for, uh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, we were, we were involved all, almost 10 years, yeah. I believe, or 8 to 10 years. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but there was a lot of it. And, I mean, when they were coming home, you know, there were parades for World War II veterans. And, I mean, there were parades for people and, you know, where the majority of people that were sent over heard about this. And there were also the majority of people that were sent over who said, okay, we'll do this kind of knew somebody who was like, Oh, the hero of the, you know, the hero of the area, the, mm -hmm. the, that wonderful soldier that's idolized. They came home. My mom told me she used to help people who were getting off the bus in Boston and Providence and people were waiting with buckets of pigs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This, you know, this right, was yeah. Um, my mom, my mom used to tell me because, um, my mom was a teenager. Uh, she, she became a teenager in 63. My mom was born in 1950. So during the Vietnam war, a lot of her friends went there. A lot of people she knew went there, fought in it and then came home. And she, my mom wasn't racist, yeah, but she held a lot of contempt for Vietnamese people. And I, to this day, I don't agree with her, but this is how she was um, because of the war yeah. um, and because of her friends that came back who survived, who didn't come back the same. And uh, people were calling them baby killers yeah. right yeah. right to their face. Yeah. And yes, there were, there were people protesting as they got off the bus home. Yeah. And so she held a lot of resentment yeah. and it, t it actually took me becoming friends with someone Vietnamese for her to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, seriously. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't they save all that pig's blood for like the politicians who okay that shit? Because, because it's easier to yell at someone getting off a right. bus than it is to actually get a politician to pay attention to You can't throw pig's blood at a politician because they're usually surrounded by bodyguards or something when they're out. But you can unfortunately harass the people who fought in it because and the worst part about it is it's not like these people signed up mm. there was, was a draft the, was the draft you had sure, some sure people some who did, did but, but yeah. a lot of it were you were forced to do or you were going to yeah. go to prison like this is what bothers me so much about it is because a lot of people didn't have a choice right. this was something that they had to do i should say men because women were excluded 
Um, At women, the time, yeah. 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 Women did not. Yeah. If, if a woman went over, it was because she was part of something. She mm-hmm. was part of the, the government. Nurse, she was the part of. Corps or yeah. Right. There's, exactly. There was a reason for it, but yeah. most of it was men. Yeah, the majority of it yeah. was medical, or at least right. for women. The majority of it was, and you're so, exactly right. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're right there. I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, and there was a lot of it. You're right. An entry question of why didn't they save it for the politicians? There was the mentality at the time of why, you know, for the people who were doing that, of why didn't you run? Why didn't you go to Canada? Why didn't you hide? Right. Because, it's like it's because, because, yeah. you, yeah. because it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, at the time, yeah, it was. You can't just go yeah. to Canada. Well, you could. Yeah, you, 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 no, you kind really could. Of could. We yeah. got you in Canada. What the hell were you gonna do? They would yeah. they would extradite you back, yeah. and then you would have to get go to um, go to Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, there's a movie, um, and it's about you mean being Fox mom. Yes, Sorry. Uh, and about her, oh her, about uh, the two of them being drafted, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in college. I guess if you were in college and enrolled college student, you could get out of the draft. You got a deferment. Um, and he and Robert Downey Jr. both are in college, but Robert Downey Jr. is flunking out. Yeah, because he's being a typical. Teenage guy, being a typical Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, an old Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yes, um, and it's it gives you kind of a portrayal as to how a, what the mentality is like because a lot of the guys who ended up going to Vietnam, their fathers fought in World War II. That's so exactly you, right. You they have to do it. Yeah. you have a lot of yeah. that family sort of yeah. you know. I was in the military. I fought for my country. You should you're, yeah. you should be doing this too. And then if you don't. Then you're uh, you're going against your own country, right? Um, yeah. yeah, and and also, I mean, I just want to go beyond that a little bit. At the time in World War II, which again, not far away from memory of the the present no. of the events of the movie, Made about thirty years. Yeah, not far away from the event, every able-bodied male went over. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there were probably some who couldn't do it. I know. Then, uh, you know, there were people who went to Vietnam. There are people who volunteered. I mean, there are the uh, the bass player. I'm sorry, the bass player, the uh, the drummer of the Doors, John Densmore, um, wrote a book about it in the time when it was in his career when they were in their heyday, and where you know, just at the time they were getting up there, they all of them their numbers got called up. Yeah. You know, in the draft, Jim Morrison went to France for a little while. Um, and, uh, you know, Robbie Krieger, Ray Manzurek, and him all went to the local area and they filled out their paperwork as sloppily as they could. Yeah. And nobody knew they were there and then they just left. Hmm. You know, so they just kind of stayed on their way. But, um, you know, there's, you know, but to my point, a lot of people. You, you knew someone who served. You knew you grew up mm-hmm. with somebody who did it. And I mean, at the time, around that time, one of the most famous uh, shows on TV was All in the Family. Mm-hmm. You know, and All in the Family, there's a big riff and, you know, tons of storylines of Archie Bunker and Michael Stivick going head to head. Archie, you know, Archie Bunker, a war veteran who did stuff and a lot of buddies and a lot of friends who did it. And then he, Michael Stivick, who was. Completely against the war, completely against it, but also had a lot of friends who were draft dodgers who he kept inviting to dinner. Right. And then, you know, you know, slowly over time, he began to understand. He's like, this is not a, you know, Archie. 
Well, it's not about me. I understand here, but you know, he's still a chicken. No, you got to do that. We're some cleaning it up a lot, <laughs> but um, but it it, uh, it does say a lot. And I mean, I bring all that up, and I'm glad you added to it because I just want people to really hear the mindset of it. I mean, when you think of a post 9/11 world, no matter what happens, and I mean, kind of the general purpose, at least how I see it. We may not agree with what happened with the war, or why he went over there, what happened, mm-hmm. but we support the people who fought. It's like, yeah, right, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I can, I can yeah. be fully against the reason why yeah. you're there and fully support the fact that you're there because yeah. this is your, it's, yeah. it's your job. You signed yeah. up or you got, yeah. you got drafted. Yeah. It's like, don't, yeah. don't hate the soldiers, yeah. hate the politicians that started the day. Right. Yeah. And that, that's where it is now. And I mean, you know, at this point in time, since Jimmy Carter onward, you know, late 70s onward here, the draft is basically dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though we still have to do, we still have to do civil service election and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, even, even when Cass and I first started dating, how, you know, 9-11 happened. And then on, you know, September 13th, you know, you and your mom had a plan to hide me in a closet if everything ever happened. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't worry, you can see right here. There's enough. Go stand in there. I was just okay. Good. I'm gonna shut the door. Yeah. You okay? No. Okay, you'll live there if something happens. <laughs> you know, see, I, I was yeah. I was 18, 18 19 yeah. Yeah. when when that happened, and thank I, I guess thankfully I had too many uh, medical issues that wouldn't have taken me in the first place. Right. Not only that, you're the last. And the, and the last last male heir to my family. Yeah. Serious, and but sincerely, you are. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, name dies with Dan. Yeah, oh, um, uh, yeah, and you know, with me personally, in hell, you know, I don't know this. I mean, this is an audio medium, but you know, yep. those are on the table. You can see why I wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it. And I mean, I've had people there like, oh, you're the black belt with cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing here. And, um, yeah, have a nice day. No consideration or right, nothing. Like, and, yeah. And, you know, I mean, to, to the point, I mean, the sergeants and the recruitment were really, really super professional. And, you know, I could be grateful for it. But, you know, I kind of wanted to get into that because of Henry Winkler and Jack Dunn. But before we get into that, I do want to get into it. And I had a couple people reach out and saying, you know, could we get into the reason why I say Henry Winkler is my personal hero? Go for it. Um, but get it out you know, early on. Um, Henry Winkler, um, to me, is just the epitome of everything. And I mean, not only would it be that, you know, I wouldn't be who I am without his faraway influence, I wouldn't have met Kaz, I wouldn't have been a black belt, I wouldn't have gone through a lot of things if it wasn't for knowing what he is. And I mean, when I was, we were nine years old, I couldn't afford a leather jacket, but I wore the best (laughs) jean jacket I could. And, you know, I'm walking around with thumbs up and going, hey, come on, how you doing? Hey, you know, stupid as hell. I know it doesn't sound like that, but keep going with it. Um, you know, and I'm at the, you know, in Somerset where I grew up, there's a beach with a big giant red slide and I'm trying... Oh, static I'm, electricity deaths. Yeah. Well, it used to be. Now they replaced it with a metal one. And oh, it just gets just, hot. So it's just hot and burns yeah. you. Jeez. Well, yeah. I, I bumped my elbows on the one. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but you, you can the definitely tell the people who yeah. didn't live yeah. around... 
where we live currently yeah, near yeah, the park because yeah. I grew up with that park yeah. and that park always had a metal slide. Yeah. So you get used to that shit. Yeah, pretty quickly. So <laughs> that, I mean, that when park I was, was made yeah. of like rust, <laughs> nails, and tires. And Most, I'm not yeah, joking. Yeah. Your ass gets heat yeah. resistant. Yes. Yeah, and you know, when I was trying to get tough and trying to kind of learn who I was and you know, trying to think of it, I'm trying to hit on young girls and hit on older girls while trying to pretend to be my own version of Fonzie. So I'm like, hey, you go, come on down the slide. Come on, Just let's go. Just to clarify, go. we were both in junior high, so yeah. it's not... So, phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. I got it, but I knew... He was the same age as the younger ones. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I did say this was much younger when I was a kid, too. Yeah. So, so, fair enough. Okay, okay yeah. 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 <laughs> I got where he was going, yeah. but I also understand why you said what you said. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. That's fine. So, I did this, and, you know, this girl comes by, and I'm like, with a puppy dog sweatshirt that looked kind of like, hey, you go, come on, let's go, come on, babe, come on, okay, and then she goes, all right, looks at me really weird, and it turns out it was Kaz, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, well before we really knew each other, and well before we had the same circle of friends. Before we were met on a blind date yeah, in high school. Yeah, and, um, you know, and then that happens, and, you know, so when I started to really learn, you know, what Henry Winkler did, Henry Winkler had a massive learning disability and had severe dyslexia. Mm. Um, he had to have somebody read his lines with him and that's how he learned what his lines were. Wow. Um, you know, how he had to be able to really stick because he just really just sat there and he couldn't read the script. He couldn't be able to do that and he worked slowly through it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a young kid who's sitting there, I'm like, okay, be cool like Fonzie and, you know, doing the physical therapy was always try to move the thumb up, like thumbs up like Fonzie, thumbs up like Fonzie, try to get to open up my hand. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, trying to do that. Then I learned what he did. Now, this is a pre-internet world, and mm -hmm. I'm reading this in a book from a library. I'm right. Like, Shit. You know, he's doing all this. He's doing everything that he could. He's doing, you know, he's learning that, and he overcame this. Yes. You know, he still has minor issues with it. <laughs> but, you know, how he learned his lines, how he did it, and how he worked through it and just constantly persevered and went through it. Mm. So, I mean, for me, that just kind of sunk in. I'm like, okay, he did it, and he became a really cool guy. He taught me how to be cool and be myself. There you go. And it just really hits home when I hear this. I'm like, okay, I've got to do it because now even nowadays with some of the things and going through quite a bit of crap and going through any of it I'm like okay it's WWFD what would Fonzie do <laughs> and you know I'm here and I'm saying what would Henry do and be like I would just like to get everybody bun cake and just go over there <laughs> Well, you know, it's a, yeah. like Brian Boy time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give everybody bunt cake and the. I so like bunt cake. cake. Yeah, it's well, bunt cake. cake is just it's, the it's, thing. It's, it's made it's in a bunt pan. It's yeah, the, the round pan yeah. with the with the, the lumps. Yeah. So you have a yeah. round bunt, cake with a hole in it and then yeah. there's lumps yeah. around it. So yeah. it's more like a bum cake. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, Henry Winkler is really famous for being like you know one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, and when he goes on. Uh, anything like he brings the crew and everybody bunt cake 
you know, and, you know, they go through that and like, you know, and, um, Bill Hader of a uh, guy who does Barry and does a whole bunch of really funny things. I love does Bill this. Hader. He's so funny. But yeah, but he was on a podcast with Conan O'Brien and he does a dead on impersonation of Henry Winkler. <laughs> like, okay, Henry, you're going to learn your lines. Okay. You know, so-and-so is going to throw you through here and going to be really mean to you. Okay. Well, the bun cake is over there. Can I give it to the crow? And just. <laughs> and, and, That's why I really want to watch Down to You, damn it. Because yeah. it's so fucking funny. Yeah. It's coming. That's it's it. coming. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's here. So, I mean, with that, you know, all the preamble, let's get into, the, like, the story with Jack Dunn. And uh, many, many other things, too. So, Jack Dunn, played by Henry Winkler, the amnesiac Vietnam veteran suffering from a severe case of PTSD. Big, big, big suffering. Yeah. Big suffering. In and out of a mental ward, and we join him at the very beginning in what is, like, I kind of remember, like, oh, this is what Times Square was. Right. Mm-hmm. Corn theaters oh. and thugs and, <laughs> you know. Okay. The first thing you see, I have to, I have to mention this. Yeah. The first thing you see is an image of him being uh, printed, printed out. out yeah, it, on a nine-pin printer. Yeah. It's like the first thing you see, and then when he grabs it and he's given it, he walks out, and on it it says, "Get your it like get your digital pictures done here." <laughs> like when the print, computer the pictures printed, printed while you wait. Printed yeah. while you wait, and that is that is the the store. Yeah. You walk into this place. He does, it, like, it's <laughs> like it's like a caricature artist, but yes. it's like using a nine pin dot yes. printer. It's basically ASCII art. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. The best part and you know about what? it, though, I is, would go there today. Yeah. The best part about it is, is this is a store. Yeah. On Times Square that you uh-huh. could walk into and buy, yep. and I, and all I can think of is, I definitely was born in the right timeline. <laughs> <laughs> because right I next to a theater, as, uh, next to the porn theater, next to a theater showing Odyssex. Odyssex. Yes. <laughs> Odyssex. You're just like, so what do, what do the harpies look like in this window? I, don't tell me. I, I want to think about that. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> now all I'm thinking real, of, I want to see it. Because now all I'm thinking of is what, uh, The Simpsons with the uh, erotic adventures of Hercules. Oh. <laughs> the cyclops tore my clothes off. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming, but I am uh, kink asking why. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I mean... I can, I, you know, I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, don't yuck someone else's yum. Exactly. Some of it, you gotta go, wait a minute. Why? Yeah. 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 But anyway. So, yeah. So, so that was, like, the that first was the of it. There were a few things that happened in this movie that make no fucking sense. Yeah. That and make go me go, kind of what was this for? I thought that they were, it was some kind of futuristic police fax machine printing out a wanted picture. That's initially what I thought, too. That I don't know if that was uh, intentional or... I, maybe. I don't... Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a mugshot that he yeah. was printing yeah, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, you know, all points bulletin. Yeah. Right. Look for this guy. Just like, That's what I thought it was. I, I'm surprised they... I had no idea they could... They knew how to do ASCII shit like that yeah. back then. I guess so. Well, and I guess it must have been pretty expensive yeah. to get done because... Or at least have the equipment to do it if yeah. somebody set Not up quite. a store. No. Not quite, because ours historically since uh, Times Square went really into kind of what it is now, mm. the storefronts are really not that expensive. Huh. Are really not, especially if it's something very small. 
If it's really large, like a TGI Fridays or something that has a full-fledged restaurant, yeah. yes. But a small space like that, it's not that bad. We could do this. Yeah. And the reasoning, the, the reasoning is... We could open the nine print shop. Okay. <laughs> the reason, open the nine yeah. print shop. The, the reason, no, no. I'd rather be a worm farmer. Yeah. I'll make more yeah. money. Yeah. And then we're going to get into that. But the, the reasoning <laughs> well, so is, is that the, uh, the city makes its money back in taxes and splits it with the landlords. I see. So, like, they're going to make the money out of it anyway. Regardless. So, it's like, it's there, but it's it's one of those things, people will come in, and it's one of those, like, and I, I hate to really stereotype, but I'm, I'm not going to, but it's like how people open up convenience stores, mm-hmm. who come in from another country, open up the convenience store, and then eventually sell it off or go back with a lot of money. Yeah. I have seen yeah. four or five, yeah. in, in just the time I was on that one route, yeah. uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say where I work because I technically I'm not allowed to. Yeah. But in that time, I saw this one storefront host five different uh, convenience stores. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such an easy barrier. But in New York City, I mean, the tourist stuff is so easy to do because it's the equipment's not really much to get into. Yeah. I actually looked into it. 1977 period. It's five hundred dollars. It's not bad. It's not bad it's at not. all to be able to do that. And considering you're probably going to charge 15 to $20 at that point. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what it does show, what I think it is because a lot of it's movie, their slice of life. And you look at it like, okay, that happened and you move right on. Yeah. yeah. But it also shows what is understood about PTSD is the up and down mentality going on at that oh, given point. There's definitely so, a lot of that in this. Yeah, yeah. so you he has see a lot of yeah. panic turns. Yeah, and you see Jack Dunn, the good way to put it, actually, who is just kind of like, okay, I'll get a picture. Okay, kind of minding his business, and then at the very top of Times Square, you have that Army Recruitment Center, right? Which is really not that big. At all, it's no. a very tiny area right in the middle of it. I mean, I've passed by it so many times when I was there. But you look at it, you go, okay, it's like a little box, but then suddenly he sees and sees people there. Boom, the switch goes off and he goes, yep. he, he goes spastic. He I goes mean, manic, yeah. Yeah, he goes spastic and he's trying to get the drill sergeant to stop recruiting. <sighs> that that part. told the kids to go away. It's like I wasn't 100% sure yeah. what I was going to be walking into because yeah. I didn't look into anything Me before either. I started I watching idea. this. I had yeah. no idea what this was about. So yeah. the minute I, I see I, him. I knew trouble. I knew just just from looking it up. I knew troubled Vietnam vet and worms. I knew That's nothing it. about nothing. Yeah. So I see him get this picture, and the the only thing I saw was the light blurb on Voodoo because we yeah. watched this on Voodoo. Yeah. Um. That was the you know, like romantic comedy is yeah. what it was. He okay. Okay. Um, is is yeah. how it was labeled. Yeah. So I'm like, was where we watched it too. Right. So I was like, all right. So yeah. this is this is it's a romantic comedy. I could with see Henry it. Henry Winkler. I could see this being funny. Okay, yeah. cool. And then and Jack the very tries to beginning, be funny. but at the very very beginning, like the first thing you see besides the the print is him kind of going nuts in an army recruitment center. Made me go, oh, first thing I was, oh, he's a he's a vet. Yeah. I see because he's he's being really really yeah. you know adamant about this. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going 77 Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. And 
then he goes uh, and gets arrested right there for going as ballistic as he does. Mm. And that made me go, oh, he's got a lot of problems. Yeah. And that way we go, how is this a romantic comedy? Yeah. Yeah, here's, it, now, here's the thing. I, I could see it kind of coming off a little coming. bit as it, a romance. As time goes on, you, you pick up well, on that's it. That's what I'm saying. For, I can see where this movie could get, like, romance to a point, but this is not a comedy. Um, it made me so, laugh for the yeah. wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. It was the, it was the nervous, yeah. uncomfortable laugh. Not just that. Yeah. I have, and I realize it, I have a very twisted sense of humor. Yeah. So when it comes to a couple of the jokes that are made yeah. and make Sally Field's character go, that's not funny. I did. Yeah. I was laughing yeah. because my sense of humor is twisted and I get it. So her going, that's not funny, without having to know anything that that really happened between the other characters at that point. It's like you haven't been through some trauma, have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like because if you've been through some type of trauma, you can understand some of these uh, some of these jokes on a different level. And that do you think that's where it's kind of lost to time a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yes and no. Yeah. Um, I think that, like I said, anybody who's been through some trauma and yeah. then watches this, and if you laugh at that joke, that's yeah. very specific joke that I'm not going to. You know, uh, not going to say, but if you laugh at that joke, then you understand the trauma of at least something horrific happening to you. Right. Um, and there, I think there are a lot of people who could kind of go with and understand that. Yeah. Um, so in that aspect, no, I don't think it's lost to time. Okay. So I think it's lost to time for... Other reasons? Yeah. Yes. And I think the other reasons where I say it is because it's, you know, we've all dealt with some trauma in our own mm. way, in our own lives, even everybody here. Yes. But I think it's the same trauma. Yeah. Where you have a big divided wound, you know, of, of Vietnam that has really just had been band-aided over You'd get at it that if time. You, you'd yeah. get it if you were there. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's what it was. It's, you'd that understand trauma you specifically, there. like... Now, I think the comedy kind of comes in when Harrison Ford comes around. Harrison yeah. Ford's yeah. character is, I love his he character. is yeah. my favorite character yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, I yeah. also did a little yeah. a little yeah. research here, too, yeah. because I was like, okay, this movie came out in 1977. Yep. Do you know what other movie came out in 1977? Star Wars. Yeah. I wanted to see what came out first, and yes... Star Wars came out first. It came out in May, and this movie came out in November. Yeah. And I was just like, so I don't think the fame had hit yet. No. The, the real fame had hit yet. The fact that he was in this. If I hadn't seen his name on it, I wouldn't have guessed. Uh, his character in this is not like Han Solo or Indiana Jones, right. where yeah. he's like this where he's intelligent, smart, cool guy. Snarky and smart. And, yeah. and street, street smart. He but comes Ken, off Ken as... Is- an idiot. He is, yeah. he is like your typical, what you would think, stereotypical yeah. sort of Midwestern guy uh, at some home. Dumb redneck dead, some dumb redneck. Some dumb redneck who is, who is, he's supposed to be a rabbit farmer. Yeah. And he has he, three rabbits. <laughs> 
just saying, that made me laugh. That, I mean, rather okay, okay there were times that, like I said, this movie made me laugh at really weird times. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. his entire part. Yeah, yeah. Everything that happened during that part made me laugh. And I think it's his character because he is... He's obviously just like just like uh, Charming Jack. but reckless yeah. and yes, insane. He's, he's ace. Jack is Jack. Um, Jungle Jack. He uh, he took what he had from Vietnam and buried it and became sort of a like adrenaline type junkie, and which happens very stereotypically. It's actually yeah. quite normal. Um, when dealing with that type of trauma, you go you go very different ways, but yeah. becoming an adrenaline junkie is one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. With his um, horrifying car driving skills. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! Okay, I kept thinking that that was a plastic like <laughs> bin that was just taped on top of that car. Yeah. Because it just this kind of what it looked like. <laughs> I. Oh, um, yeah. And they also keep up the uh, stereotype of the of you know the army guy because they all like the dream car of any army guy. The stereotype goes is a Camaro. Yeah, I did all and, of this yeah. for a Camaro. Yeah, and I, I one of my early jobs that I had, I was a pit crew in a drag race league. <laughs> you know that, and I wasn't really doing too much. Was just kind of getting the oil and changing the fluids and stuff. But there was a guy who um, you know is long since gone but you know a guy we used to call Farmer Joe <laughs> Farmer Joe was Harrison Ford's character okay like I looked at that and all I saw I'm like holy crap that's like, like everything, I knew this dude <laughs> everything about him like you know he was he was a mechanic at my fa- my grandfather's trucking terminal mm-hmm. and he would go out in the back where there was vast areas of nothing and just shoot off guns yeah yeah. yeah, but you know, then he stopped doing it when he realized people who got on four wheelers and rode around in that area. Yeah, you can't do it. Uh, um, uh, I might kill someone, so I'm just gonna shoot instead of shooting towards where people did drag racing and you know did uh, rode on four wheelers. Yeah, he just shot in the other direction. Lord, <laughs> it's all right. It's, ta- it's yeah. towards the town. It'll then, be fine. But no, no, no. <laughs> then he found out that's where the gas was over there. Oh, oh, so okay. he shot in the other direction. It's like the other day when I went to a convenience store and I saw someone taking a cigarette break right next to the big propane tanks. <laughs> Great idea, guys. Well, that's Great dumb, idea. I tell you what. I tell uh, you what. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you see Harrison Ford, I mean, he is the one, I think he's kind of the comic relief. Yes. You know, when you see Ken come but out. you got to understand, yeah. at that point, yeah. when he shows up, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, where is the plot going? Because you have all this bullshit on the bus first, and then we go to, and we, and we end up drowning with a puppet, with a fucking marionette fucking Dying. driven ventriloquist yeah. puppet. With a ventriloquist puppet, it's going to be like a, them. It's going to be a, a weather. The, the weather girl. She's going to be a weather girl. It's yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Team Mel. I got annoyed with these people. Like, yeah, Mel really? the bus driver. Have, yeah, shouldn't we have kind of explained? Well, that's what I'm going. It's like yeah. you have Instead that jumping part, around. Yeah, you've got, you've got him escaping a mental institution, but taking all the money okay. from the patients yeah. because they want to go with his dream and they want to work with him to go to Eureka. They, to go to Eureka, California cross country. Eureka is a worm farm. Eureka is a real place. Yeah. Um, it's where the government has a secret. No, I mean. Uh, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, but was that's there a the castle? Sci- that's the sci-fi show. No, yeah. no, no. There's a robot. There's a robot and a sentient house. A sentient house and a robot. And the and robot and the house date. Yeah. Yes, but they... Uh, Yes, they do. <laughs> he's going to start a worm farm with all that money. With all that money, he's going to start a worm farm I out kept, in Eureka. I kind of thinking of different movies here and there. Right. Di- well, here's that's what I was going for, though. You get this part that starts at the beginning, and then once you get to Harrison Ford, it's like, we've changed to Cannonball Run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, he's sitting in the office uh, with the psychiatrist? I think so. Or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Oh God! Are you gonna? T- is it? Is this gonna? It's seventies New York. Are you gonna turn Joker? And then I'm just like, then he's there's the ward in the hospital with the other guys, and then I'm thinking, oh no, is this? Is, are you pulling a cuckoo's nest? I was gonna say who flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest. I had the same thing. Had and the same then thought. he gets on the, a, a bus and he meets um, Sally Field. Yeah, yeah and Field. that Car- now Carol, it's Carol, Carol, Carol Bell. Carol Bell. Carol Bell. And then it's turning into uh, it happened one night. Yeah. yeah, and they even end up on a fucking farm. Nah, even the- <laughs> and and but they'd have they totally skipped the part about the blanket to separate the room. The blanket and the, yes, and the they trumpet. Did, they did yeah. because they end up in the same bed. Yeah, that scene too. I, I'll get to it when we yeah. get to it. But oop, yeah, oop, oop, but oop. even going backwards there, like when he gets out of there and he gets out of the mental ward, dressed as a doctor, oh, God. in front of one of the orderlies who knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and just walks right out. Somebody's like, "Hey, um." You shouldn't let him go. My, yeah. my, okay, this, this part well, the, right the, here. The orderly that was in the room with all the other vets, he knows that they're in rough shape. Yeah. This right, is he knows their, that this, this is, is their chance. This is a chance to help them have a goal yeah. in mind to get out. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're going to, they get it some yeah, independence. Right. Like, like I said, after Vietnam, America stopped taking care of its veterans. Yeah. And it, up it, until were, up until the past ten years, yes. Yeah. I mean, they were, they and, were things you know, are starting to get better, uh, yeah, but they're not. Great. I would say there's a lot of improvement to that be needs made. To be needed. And yeah. you know, the um, the good thing is, is you know, this is one of the good things with social media because a lot of stories fire on the world really fast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now we know about people coming from Iraq who are in safe houses and and um, yep. and mental hospitals in Houston, Texas, you know, who were, you know, we know about that. We know about, um, uh, you know, we know about Mission 22, you know, the, you know, and, and veteran suicide, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, okay. charities that I have personally supported Not a lot and of, raised money for. A lot of veterans yeah. become homeless and, and, yeah. and, and we know yeah and now, but now we know the reasons why right there's a you lot know of and, and, I mean there there's an organization about 20 miles north of us called homes for our troops mm-hmm. that you know does this and personally will you know without a cost to the veteran will revamp their homes so that we you know and re repair everything pay some of the mortgage down so a, so a veteran can live you know, so a veteran can live That's and good. get and get them mental health support so they can be with their family. See, the mental health yeah. is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. Like we the, Yeah. We send we send these troops out to do some of the most horrific horrific shit. I can't even imagine yeah. what it would be like to be in like live fire. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Like video games are only go so far. I cannot imagine what that is. And then they come home, and suddenly we all just ex- 
expect them to just go right back to normal like something traumatic didn't happen. You can get a regular 9-5 and you can can assimilate yourself back into society perfectly fine. That's that's not always how it works. That's trauma that they've gone through. Yeah, and a lot of them don't. I see it. When we went to Washington, D.C., I saw it first. I'm like, oh, damn, it can't be that bad. I'm like, oh, damn, it's worse than I thought. It's bad. I can't even imagine what it's like. Now, when you see that with everybody there, and you see, like, Jack Dunn is a really super charismatic guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only has he been in and out of the mental ward, people remember him, people raise money for him. He has optimism. He wants, he's going to go out and do this thing. Yeah. He has help people. Yeah, with his old, uh, with his old uh, army buddies. Yeah. They call themselves the Worm Squad, because apparently one of them, uh, Monroe, we only get, like, his last name. Is oh, from no, his Eureka. name is Larry. Larry Monroe. Yeah. At the start, we yeah. don't get it. We don't, we don't hear his actual name. I know, I know. The, it, the, it stuck out because my, Larry's my grandfather's name. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so Monroe is from Eureka, and he knows worms. And it was kind of like, in that squad was like Forrest Gump and Bubba talking about the shrimp thing, figuring out what they're going to do after the fact. Right, the four and of them. The four of them, uh, it's, um, Kenny, Jack... Um, Adcox, Adcox and, yeah. and Monroe, Monroe. Yeah. were gonna get together and start this worm farm when they got home. So now that he's escaped, or you know that he's you know his goal was always to himself get, out. His, his goal is to get to Eureka. His, yeah, his his goal was always to get to Eureka and find the other two buddies on the way, and everybody go to Eureka. That was his goal. But he hasn't been able to stay in touch with them. Okay. No, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, the way th- after the war. I'm, yeah. You're very, very close with these people, but yeah. um, life happens. Yeah, life, life gets moves in the way. on, and you know, people who share the common trauma or get through the common trauma, they'll always be linked, but then they go on for this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was a podcast that I was listening to called Mash Matters, and uh, one of the st- one of the uh, stars of it is a guy who played Igor on Mash, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he was open. He took a question like, "Hey, do you think all these people would have stayed in touch?" You know, here and he's like, "No, no, no, they wouldn't have because they've gone through that trauma. Now they're out of that. Now they move on. Right? It's you, it's, you go home, and yeah. not all these people are from the same place. No, no, they, so yeah. that's even all, one of the big points of the finale. Right? Everybody's yeah, in, the biggest point of it. Yeah, everybody's in their own homes, yeah. so back in their own places, and they have to figure out how to survive from there. Yeah, and it's not easy for any of them. Yeah, no, not a I, single one of them is having a good well no i don't yeah. want to say not a good experience but yeah. they're not the same people they yeah. were when all of these no. guys made these plans they are different people now yeah. and they yeah. they probably just don't have the time or the will to stay in touch yeah and that's why you have vfws mm-hmm. you know and why you have that the vfws that have been around forever <laughs> Um, that are, you know, that are there for people and what served as the mental health ward or mm-hmm. people who have been through it to say, hey, yeah, that's what I did. Right. I think Gina's um, angry at your shoe. Yeah. Always is. Yeah. Yeah. Is this growling yeah. at your... 
Crocs? Yeah. 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 He's a shoe snob. So, he doesn't yeah. like your Crocs. So, uh, so at the bus station, one of the things I realized is it's the Port Authority in New York. Yes. He's what still to looks the exactly the same. It's not. not it has not changed no. one damn bit in nearly 50 years. There's that at all, and um, at that point too, he also you also think that he's like on the run, yeah, um, from like the police because they've got people chasing him because he's escaped the mental war, yeah. But now you've he's got it in his head anyway that, that every everybody is looking for him, like every yeah. cop is go, is going to turn yeah. him back into the to the to the mental yeah. hospital. So yeah, so he's. "Quote unquote on the run." Yeah. I like how they show how um, Carol notices this without telling. Yeah, yeah she she just she's pretty observant. It's a, it's a series of looks, and it's just, you know cam- camera tricks. Yeah, yeah, just to change the way of changing the stop. She's looking over. She sees him hiding from, and yeah. then she looks at the cops, and she, all, she puts two and two quickly. No, it's yeah. it, that's. But that's and the bus almost good. leaves him behind, and he jumps on the front of it. Right, that's, oh, that was funny. Yeah. You son of a bitch! You trying to kill yourself? That's I'm sorry. Mel. I am the team. Bus I'm team Mel. <laughs> Mel, the bus driver, has had enough yeah. of his shit from yeah. basically de- yeah. from, from word one. And, well, he, we got to cover how he met Carol because we're well, getting to that. Yeah, 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 from yeah. Trying to hide from the police because yeah. she was in front of him in the yeah. escalator and. He was. I think he was trying to hide behind her bag. Yes, he yeah. was like, "I'll hold your bag," and she's like, "Stop touching my stuff, you crazy person!" It's like, yeah. I'm See fine. That? Stop. Yeah. Stuff like that kind of has a little. Does make me think. Okay, this is why it got labeled a romantic comedy because it does kind of remind me of uh, it happened one night with the. It's very similar. There, yeah. there. Definite yeah. romantic sort of tropes yeah. Yeah. in this that kind of yeah. I can understand. Like he starts winning her over on the yeah. bus, right? It's not right. till it's not till later though that the actual like romance starts, and I don't think the romance actually really starts till the middle of the movie. Yeah, when, when, well, she real, the real sort when she of, makes a terrible decision. When yeah. she ma- when she, well she. But the thing is, too, is you don't really see her. You don't really see her whole story. No, no. The thing and it's that's, only inferred right, later on. You know. Yeah. Carol is yeah. Carol's character is another person who is also kind of broken. Very um, much so. She has she has, she has she her wants. own yeah. stuff going on. You don't get too much detail about it except Joel. Yeah, the, her fiance. You never even hear him. You don't hear no. him. It's only a one-sided conversation. Right? Yeah, which I liked that. Yes, yes. that was interesting. Yeah. I feel like we don't get to know her baggage viscerally. We don't. We don't mm. get. And in when you first meet Carol, and she's yeah. like trying to basically get her shit away from Henry Linkler. Yeah. Because he's acting like a weirdo. A weirdo, and yeah. she's like, "Fuck off." Yeah. She goes to buy a ticket. And finds out. Well, she she called. She called ahead of time. This is the type of character she is, though. She's got a Karen attitude. Yeah. At first, she, she is really very does. much a Karen. She was in the right, though. She was True. in the right, but her attitude she, as she comes off is, uh, "I'm a little bit better than you." Yeah. I well, know you what I must I'm, be wrong. You must be wrong. I must be right. It's the. It's how she's portrayed. The clerk the very, was an beginning. asshole. The clerk was an asshole. Well, it's New York. Yeah. Everyone's like that. But yeah. she claims that she called Fuck ahead you, and like. Uh, and <laughs> Have a nice day, asshole. Yep. She put a a, a hold on a ticket yeah. is what she claims. Right. But 
I guarantee you on the phone, she was probably not the nicest person. Yeah. So whoever took that phone call went, uh-huh, sure, lady. And just... I thought so that. too. I also thought that at that moment, this is the first time she's dealing with it. And my thoughts as I went through the movie was that this is the first time she's dealt with somebody else or dealt with another male. This is the first so, time she's yeah. ever done anything herself. Yeah. I, I totally she, agree. She comes yeah. off as, yeah. have, as, as yeah. having been very, very sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. It happened one night. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, you're, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I mean, the, the one of the things about this movie, I mean, it, it, they said it right off, it would have never taken off if it wasn't for Henry Winkler. Mm. You know, and at the time for this, I mean, he made a substantial amount of money off this. Um, it was it just yeah. the, the box office was something like thirty five million. Thirty three yeah. million dollars, and the budget close. was three million dollars. Yeah. So this was a hit. Yeah. This movie was a this hit. This was, and it was because of him. So it's three. I never heard of it. Yeah. No, but well, I, I yeah. honestly, I don't that don't yeah. know that online. Yeah. I was going to say I don't know many movies from nineteen. I yeah. do. I know quite yeah. a few. And I'm lying. Just not yeah. a whole lot starring Henry Winkler. No, yeah. no, no. Right. I just, this, one, this is territory we don't he's know. At the, he's almost at the top of his game with you know with Fonzie, mm-hmm. and he only made he made seven hundred fifty dollars per episode aired. At the time, you know, he and didn't if, have the residuals yet. If you think about yeah. that, he's making $750 an episode, and I'm going to pull a Friends fact out, yeah. but the the cast of Friends by, I think it's the second or third season, maybe the fourth, were making a million dollars an episode. Yeah. So just, just think about, yeah, yeah, think about that, okay? Yeah, that's why that was so big, because yeah. that was, you know, as that came around and contracts started to change, mm-hmm. but... This is the time of the 70s, and that's why people did movies on the offside of it. Right. Just to give something in comparison. Um, I'm not you know, even just that. I mean, yeah. he's not just trying. He's trying to, you know, he's an actor. Yeah. It's one thing, yeah. you know, to be typecast as a character your whole life. You don't yeah. want that. No. So you're going to try to do different things. You're no. going to try to do movies or yeah. a guest spot on a TV show or something where you're not the same character you've played and, for yeah. no matter how long. And, and Jack is very yeah. different from your And one yes. of the things, like, I really like... Starts off with a yeah. mustache. Yeah, yes. and I, I listened God, to... that mustache. I, uh, I listened oh, to a podcast. My dad had that mustache. And, um, yes, he did. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I listened to a podcast, you know, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison to go through the Scrubs series. But one of the things uh, Zach Braff and they were discussing was, you know, being working actors. Mm-hmm. Like, you have this, but, you know, when times are down, you still do stuff to perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and Donald Faison was saying, yeah, you want to get that next bit just to keep things flowing, well, keep he, things fresh. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in a lot of it. But yeah. one, one of the movies that I want to see is a movie called Homie Spumoni. Oh, God. Um, and it just sounds so stupid. It I does. just got to say it. I've heard but, the title, uh, but Yeah, Donald Faison plays a guy who, you know, he he gets abandoned as a baby and gets adopted by the mafia. You see, I... Yeah. That's, uh, whenever yeah, I think of just, Donald Faison, yeah. I think of the movie... Um, Clueless? Yeah. No, I, yeah. to be quite honest with you, I have never seen Clueless. Yeah. yeah. I know. As if. I, yeah. I have never actually seen um, the movie. But, I know exactly what yeah. happens in it, but I have, I have not actually yeah. seen No. Ladies and gentlemen, we have discovered a movie that I have seen that John Faison. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Faison was actually in Waiting to Exhale. 
exhale. Yeah. Um, That's right. He was yeah. waiting to exhale, and yeah. the only thing I can think of is the scene where he's getting a blowjob, yeah. and his mom walks in, and she's like, you're getting a blowjob from a white chick? And he has to zip his pants up, and there's a fake boner sticking out because he had to go for realism for whatever reason. <laughs> it is the only thing I can think of when I see him. <laughs> I'm no, very I, sorry. No, I'm very no, no, sorry. Right. I mean, but it's just like still, I can't watch Scrubs. Yeah. All I see is boner, 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 boner. It's, it's, it's the first thing I ever saw. I mean, you, know, you know how I am. It's like, oh, it's that guy. He was in from oh, this. it's yeah. the boner guy. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> but, yeah, but what, what, what they talk about is really just wanting to do that but also like doing stuff because you have bills to pay mm-hmm. yeah, like, I'm a California to, working actor and I mean you know Zach Braff even said he's like I did a few movies because I had an electric bill right yeah I mean, because like, why do you like because I have to pay the electricity yes it's, it's this, like 80s actors yeah. doing movies because the cocaine bucket was running low okay yeah. that's different though <laughs> living in California yeah you think that it's bad living here yeah living in California you make six figures and you're on welfare bro yeah like that is that's the yeah. truth. Yeah. California is yeah. redonkulous. Yeah, I I have a lot of family out that way and they all say the same thing. Also, everything gives you cancer there. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. But I mean what yeah. Actually it's gonna fall off. Yes. California California's gonna fall off and float out. Yep, it's gonna Atlantic. it's gonna float out and it's gonna be an island sort of like Hawaii. Alaska can come too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in a bag with this, I mean, I think a lot of this comes to it. I mean, the funny stuff comes in, I think, in it's not really the 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 humor, but it's the right people that get into it who make it funny. If it was yeah. anyone else but Henry Winkler, it's his mannerisms. Like, yeah. You know, He's a charming character who uses yeah. humor to deflect from his pain, like when she keeps asking him about Vietnam and he's yeah. but where he's talking about the like, worms. The funny <laughs> scenes, like his, his box. Yeah. Him being like doing that like charismatic, off putting sort of yeah. uh, guy when he's doing that part, when he's yeah. trying to be funny and he's been like awkward. You ever seen the movie Blind Date no. with Bruce Willis? It's one of Bruce Willis's first roles in a, really? in a film after Moonlighting. Oh. Yes, uh, Blind Date, also starring Kim Basinger and John Marquette. Yeah, um, it's the same sort of person. Huh. The, the, they're both playing yeah. a very similar type of person where yeah. there's uh, being charming while also being sarcastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's I agree with you there too. But it's like, like when he goes from. You know, when he goes from he's on the, he's hiding from the cops, right. then jumping in front of the bus, and he's like, jumps on the, please stop the bus. Yes, you know it's, I mean? it's that sort of yeah, thing. It's yeah. him being, it's, it's his he's own a, sort of. The, the charm is a cover. Yeah. It's like it's, it's. He's got some wacky hijinks. It's, yeah. the, sh- it's right. the shell to keep, to try to keep himself. That's holding himself yes. together, you think? Yes. It's less so, oh. ki- like. Sometimes. It's it's still he deflects with it's humor. A, it's a yeah. shell to to block both directions. It's it's mm. still part of his. It's like he doesn't want yeah. what's inside to truly come yeah. out. And that's him knowing what really happened and him acknowledging what yeah. really when happened. Starts, when he has a nightmare on the bus, yeah. yes, yeah, he, and he also has that shell to keep the outside world from getting in. So yeah. it's working in both directions. Yeah. I, mean, I do you, think it's amusing. He's got this... We don't know what's in his shoebox. Yeah. yeah well, uh, I mean, you find out. You yeah. find out eventually. I don't know why he had to write Eureka on it. In red. Yeah, yeah I'm he's not... He's like, crafts. He, he just okay. looks at her nails. Her yeah. nails are red and she's like, mm. 
can I have your nail polish? Yeah. Right, I need, but it needs to be in red. And I'm I don't thinking, know why. in my head, I'm thinking he's going to mail this thing. Yeah. You know, he put Eureka on it. And probably uh, I probably was going to put like an yeah. address stamp on it for yeah. the rest of it and then ship it out. Why yeah. red? Because well, red is, is, you can see it. It's, yeah. it's very you much. You see it quicker, it doesn't fade. And uh, Monroe on his helmet had Eureka in red. Oh! oh. That just that just uh, clicked for me. Shit. On his helmet, it was it was red. Oh shit! Wow. I was wow, too yeah. busy one at that point, wondering why does he have a Wrigley spearmint gum in his? That is yeah. actually very typical of yeah. of guys in Vietnam. They would put cigarettes and and gum and everything in on their helmet because it's easy to grab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if it's very specifically did that say anything about his Ricky? No, no maybe that he, he appreciates smoke. fresh breath. Yeah, yeah. That, that just could a be. Popular he, brand, he I guess. doesn't smoke. It's a popular brand. It was. It was the brand that was out at that time. Yeah. Um. It, it just means. But I saw that. I actually liked that little detail because I'm like, yeah, no, that's extremely accurate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there were good thing, and also we're like a, when I get to it towards the end, I do want to make a point oh. about Agent Orange. Well, there is the other thing that people would do that for is because most of the time you had to go through a swamp, yeah. and you, that stuff would get gross in your pockets. But if you put it on your helmet, you yeah. can get through it, and less, it'll be fine. Less chance of saturating yeah. your cigarettes. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's why. <laughs> that, that's why people uh, curl the uh, used to curl their cigarettes in their um, shirts in their as shirt, well. In their shirt sleeves. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember that like yeah. snake from yeah. the Simpsons. Yeah, I, I well, people do that in the fifties yeah. too a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, you I, I, right here. Why? Yeah, I, I, it's easier to grab really quick. I don't yeah. think it squishes in your yeah. pockets. And, either, uh, I don't yeah. think I've ever put my it's, cigarettes. Reminds me of a story when my old bosses said that she would. Uh, they all went down to St. John, and um, <laughs> really did it. And she like they swam to her off there. They were swim to an island. They were in a snorkel, mm-hmm. and she put the cigarettes inside her goggles. Oh no! And then, you know, but you know, put the goggles on, put the cigarettes inside the goggles, and swam to the islands where she could smoke because they couldn't smoke on the boat. I mean, it'd keep them dry. It would. Yeah. I mean, it would work as long yeah. as you don't dunk your probably, head. Yeah. You'd probably, no, no, even with the goggles, because if it seals around your face, yeah. yeah but how are you going to see? Yeah. I mean, you're going to be looking around cigarettes, and you might be getting like bits of yeah. tobacco in your eye. Oh God, that's that's what I'm going like. No, why? It's a way to do it. Yeah, she tells that. She told that story a lot. I always thought that was funny as hell. It is. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. But it does kind of seem to have, like, oh, he's quirky. Yeah. yeah. Kind of going on well, yeah. before we understand more You think about it's like it. a laugh before. before you cry or a laugh instead of crying type yeah. thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it was also labeled, it was also labeled a drama. Yeah. Did we watch it on what? Woo? Amazon. Amazon or something? Uh, see, we, on Voodoo it just said... Um, romantic comedy. I think it yeah, mentioned yeah, that too, comedy. but yeah. also drama. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I didn't get the drama. Well, there was no drama there. Well, they, I think drama well, towards the, the end. Well, the drama's shit. Yeah, I think the last three minutes of it is where it comes up and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. this movie takes a... Sharp. There turn. are a lot yeah. of there are a lot of twists and turns yeah. in this movie. But, but I mean, that last yeah. one, that is a full yeah. like 180 degrees. Like, oh shit, what yeah. just happened? And then it yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get, the, we'll get the comedy. I think also comes to a point. Like one oh. scene I like where he's trying to explain vibrating the earth. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. 
vibrating the earth in order to hey, get the water. Yeah. <laughs> but it broke down, so yeah. he went off yeah. to stick a giant stick in the mud. He sticks, yeah. yeah, stick in the yeah. mud. He's, yeah. he's vibrating the earth he's to get the But he is not sticking the mud. He's yeah. off playing in the dirt. Yeah. And then uh, she seems interested in. Well, because it's, she's. Oh, uh, yeah. First, she's like, please, whatever trouble you're in, I don't want to be a part yeah, of it. Don't include me, because yeah. now. Ever since they got on the bus together and he, like, went over to talk to her, everybody is assuming that they are together. Again! And she is like... It happened one night. And she is just like, I don't know this guy. He's just being an annoyance. And everybody is like, You're hu- you need to do something about your husband. And he's, she's like, he's, he's not my husband. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> and that's when... When the, the bus blows a tire, um... And he gets off. The first thing she does is she goes over it and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, leave me out of whatever nonsense you're up to. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to get earthworms. What? Why? And then he explains about a little bit about earthworms. Doesn't she call him crazy and he gets mad? You're yes, nuts. That's, you get, that seems to be a trigger. It's yet. Yeah, no, you're crazy. And she was only joking with him. She wasn't yeah. actually calling him crazy. But, you know, you've been called crazy a lot. Yeah. You're going to be sensitive to it, but, but it's the sharp twist when he does, you know, that, right. or that very, the very about face one eighty, you the know, quick moots. Yeah, where he's like, like you know, you're nuts, thing. you too. Yeah, you yeah. too. Or he does that, like, oh my god, you know, some now, now you. Yeah. Oh, like, you, yeah. you understand? Yeah. 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 No, like, now you are now saying, you are saying I'm crazy yeah. too. But everybody else who was like judging him or his life or trying to be able to put him somewhere now somebody who's actually being very nice to him and they're sharing a good moment mm-hmm. of you know this is how you call up worms and I mean where you get the idea okay now you know he's, his plan is to start a worm farm right now I know you dug up a little bit about okay. worm farms now, here now there's there's a yeah. few things that I know yeah. offhand yeah. and then there's a few things that I looked up. Uh, for example, the rabbit poop aspect of yeah. it—it's <laughs> real, yeah. and it works. Yeah. Um, and it's—I um, used to have rabbits. We used to raise rabbits when I was about thirteen, fourteen. Really? Yes. So wow. suffice to say, we had a lot of rabbit poop. Yeah. And we you used only got three rabbits. Do you know how much rabbits poop? Do you have any idea? I guarantee you don't. Um I was just at that moment I was just thinking, hey, why don't you turn around for ten minutes and you'll have like nine okay, more. Okay, it's it's so it yes, and you've gotta be I'm not going into it. Point is, um rabbits are horny. They are. Yeah. But they also uh, are yeah, I'm not going into rabbits. Uh, <laughs> point is we used to use their poop. Yeah. For gardening, not just for fertilizer, but it also would bring in earthworms, and the earthworms eat it, and earthworm poop is actually one of the best fertilizers you can get, because naturally earthworms, like, they irrigate the earth, and the more you have, the the nice, fresh soil you're going to have, and it's great for planting and things, so... You have, you would take these, the earthworms would come, and then we'd have, we had a great garden. Yeah. I am the worst person on the planet if you want to keep a plant alive. Uh, yeah. The black thumb. I, yeah. I cannot keep a plant yeah. alive to save my life. Yeah. But. <laughs> Same here. I used to help in the garden because yeah. I used to help 
try to irrigate because you get irrigate the soil every year if you yeah. want, you know, especially if you're using stuff in your own backyard, which we were. We so had a raised garden. Tilling it with a machine. Tilling it with the machine. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of she trees. With my grandparents. So there were a lot of roots in there and stuff. So we had to make our own. Yeah. You know, basically we made our own well-tended garden. We had tomatoes yeah. for months, cucumbers, watermelon. Awesome. Cabbages, yeah. radish, peas. We grew everything. Yeah. So that part, when he, when he started mentioning the rabbits, I'm like, I know this. Yeah. That's one big aspect of worm farming. I did more research on worm farming because... I did. And I, cause I wanted to know if this was going to be a profitable business for him, like for real. And so I think also part of it is you wanted to distract yourself from the uncomfortableness. Yeah. The, the movie made me very uncomfortable, mm. but that's, that's not just but it. It was, it was so. I'm, I did some research, so I wanted to see how much, you know, it would take to be a profitable worm farm. Mm. So worm farm prices today, if you have a decent worm farm going, you can make anywhere between thirty to thirty-five thousand uh, dollars a year, just in um, how much you sell per, how many worms you sell per pound. Um, it's like two thousand dollars a pound. It takes no, I'm sorry, uh, no, it's uh, thirty, three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars a pound, something like that, because you need to get quite a bit for the year. Mm. Um, and anyway. Uh, and every pound of worms is 300 to 400, 350 to 400 worms make wow. a pound. That's a lot of worms. That is a lot of worms. And it's actually the, the worm poop um, that actually makes the money more than the worms themselves. Because, like I said, it's good for fertilizer. Um, so worm if you poop. take the money, like if you had a successful one from you know $30,000 to $35,000 a year... And you convert that to 1970s money. Yeah. It's $150,000 a year. Wow. You also have to split it between. The right. You'd have to split it by four. But but at $30,000, which would be like the standard sort of well done worm farm now. Yeah. Converting that into 77 money is $150,002. I could live with that. A year. Well done. Yeah. So that and, and yeah. that's just a, a typical standard, well maintained yeah. worm farm. Are you sure you don't want to do a? Science? There are there is actually a worm farm out there that makes two hundred uh, two point five million dollars a year. Good lord! Um, that just to sell a fisherman. It sells the uh, the actual earth to for uh, planting yeah. worms for fishing yeah. and yeah, uh, you, you can know, sell it to many other places. I assume also yeah. like. Pet stores to feed lizards? To feed, yeah, yeah. there's, there's all sorts on. of different things you can get from a worm farm. Because remember, at that point in the movie, when he starts collecting the worms in the box, he doesn't want them to mate. Yeah. Because he's trying to get them to poop. Yeah. He's trying them. He's trying to make sure that they don't mate, so there's not too many of them. He wants to keep everybody single and happy right now until yeah. he can get it to, like... Yeah, she gave them some water, but yeah. then... I don't know. She was. She soon shows an interest, and they're both reading a book on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that shows the their, their bonding. So that's nice. yes. Yeah. But uh, I, like I said, I did some some research into worm farms, and he is correct when he says that uh, in Japan they use worms uh, for like some of their garbage disposal and composting. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there was something about people trying to do that nobody understood. Right. There was, like, a few years ago, I think it was in the town of Totten, 
you know, when they tried to like figure out what to do and nobody got the reason why, like, well, I, mean, I, I, I use worms for fish and Right. It's yeah. it's like yeah. It's like yeah. there are there are they do more than that. I mean, you yeah. get plastics and other things that you're never going to be able yeah. to get rid of. But um, the uh, organic stuff. Yeah. 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 That you can you can put down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is the scene. I think one of my absolute favorite scenes in this movie is the diner scene with um, with the one coming up where they stop and he's trying they're, they're trying to order food and I would be the waitress yeah I legitimately yeah. would be the waitress because the minute that worm fell in front of me yeah. I would have screamed bloody murder and thrown the uh, the tray that was oh. in my hand absolutely 100% understood that no. how did he accidentally drop the worm or uh, it, he he, had it, left his he pulled it out. She screamed her and she swatted. And hit. She hit his hand, so his the worm flew into the air and then fell in Mel's food. Yeah. And then Mel freaks out, and then the waitress sees it and she freaks out, and and a drink machine gets knocked over. Yes, and they all yeah, blame I, I, Carol. I don't know how Carol gets th- gets up She's, on the bar and slid across. Almost like I, I must have yeah. looked away for a second because when I look back up, it was almost like the, the the western scene where they're just dragging some guy across she, the bar. Yeah, she got hit. It was an accident how she got hit, but she ended up flying on to the the actual countertop. And when she did, she knocked over the thing that had all the the pies and other things in it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the soda machine that was right there gets knocked over and broken. It, it, it becomes a mess very very fast. See, that makes me think kind of like wacky sitcom shit. Right. Yeah. That's that's where I was going. Okay, so here's where the the kind of romantic comedy part is. You told in. Urkel hold my beer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You're expecting the 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 the, 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 the slipping on a banana peel right. sound effects in the background. Right. I was like, okay, so here's where the 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 comedy romantic comedy part starts, but this is halfway through the movie. Almost, yeah. almost full halfway through the movie, and we have a, a new goal for Carol because she was just um, trying to. She she had cold feet and she wanted to just get away. Yeah, you get a little insight on and, her here. Her wedding is in a couple of days on, it's on Sunday. Sunday, she, and it's like Friday. You kind of get a the thought of oh, I won't be home. She yeah, she calls her I fiance. Be, I won't be home. No, I won't be home. I'm in, why? Because I'm, I'm in, in Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. and I went. And I just wanted <laughs> to hear his end of the side. His end of it to be yeah. like voluntarily. Like like I you don't get to hear his side because it's only Sally Field. But that was actually part of the, the best part about it. I think mm-hmm. is her reactions to this non-existent conversation that she's having, even though it's supposed to be existent in the movie. Yeah. But as an actress, she's not talking to anybody else on the phone. Yeah. This is all acting. Um, so that's why I was like, it does sound like she's having a conversation with someone that we don't know. Um, I kind of feel like it could have added to tension if if we heard a voice. <laughs> yeah, or at least known anything about Joel whatsoever. Right. At least we, a little murmur. We know that Joel is her fiance. We know that they must at least live together, if not close to each other, because she was going. She usually makes him dinner. Mm. Um, and we find out that uh, she is just kind of taking a bus trip for a couple of days to get her head on straight before the wedding on Sunday. And please don't call my mother. She already thinks I'm kind of off. Mm. That's what we get from this conversation. Um, so right there, the minute she said that and that she was having some sort of cold feet with the fiance, it made me think of um, 
Oh God, what's the name of the movie? Runaway Bride. No, that <laughs> that doesn't happen like that. No. no. Um, wasn't there a, avoiding a wedding thing going on and uh, it happened one night? Oh God. Yeah. So it? one of them was. Yeah, I think the girl was uh, was supposed to be married. Or, yeah. Yeah, that, yes. I, I can't remember I all just, of it. Regardless, who, it just... Who was in the movie? We can help you I d- No, yeah. I'll figure it out eventually. Okay. Uh, but um, this part, yeah, this part right here kind of gives you a little bit of insight into Sally Field as maybe she's not as together as she's trying to come across. Yeah. And she obviously has other things going on in her life that made her need to run away. Right. So she may not be the most stable influence here. It's kind of what that gave me. Is like she is not going to. I don't think she's going to be a very big stabling influence for him if she can't get her own life together. Right. Exactly. So that's that right but, there. Just made me go okay. Yeah. But so the, they have something in common. Yes. Yeah. But the negative and negative equal a positive, and these two are definitely going to attract each other. Exactly. Yeah. She she sees someone who's in what she believes is in need of help after a while, but then she gets blamed for this entire thing and has to shell out $300 or she's going to be arrested. And that's all the money she has left. It's all of her money. And she is angry about it because she didn't do anything. (laughs) They blame her. They blame her because of him, because they have, they've seen the two of them together and automatically assume that they're together. Right. So she gets in trouble for what he did. So she comes busting out and she's like, looking for him. Well, they get separated for a while. Yeah. He's disappeared. She gets back on the bus to go to the next actual bus station, and he hitches and gets there. He he hitches in the back of a truck and is soaking wet. Mm-hmm. And um, not very coherent, no. except to say coffee. Coffee, and he's hugging the radiator. Mm-hmm. Which, on certain cold days when I've gotten home, I've done the same thing. Uh, I understand. Yeah. And that's yeah. when they when they run into each other again. She's already gone and asked if she can trade what's left of her ticket for a ticket back to New York. And she's allowed to. And so that's when she sees him and starts freaking out about, you owe me $300. Yeah, and then when, she, when he drags her into the bathroom just to say what's going that. Just like, what the fuck? Okay. What are you doing? Uh, this guy I'm is, not doing anything. I'm not going to hurt you. This guy is frog marching a woman that he has her arms pinned. I know. Towards the bathroom and, I mean, like, dude, fuck the she's sem- going to think you're going to rape her. Right. Why did no one else in the bus station do anything? God, yeah. fuck the 70s. It's true. It's true. Nobody did a damn thing. Why did you have to take her? In? I don't think anyone else would care about your conversation. No. You didn't have to drag her into the bathroom like you're gonna rape her. None of them are listening. The other thing too is like he's the coffee machine fucks up, the the mm. cup flips over, and so the coffee that he made disaster is area. just is it gets all over the floor, and the woman walks over and goes to Sally Field, hands her a mop, and said, "He's your husband. You clean it up." And she's like, "He's not my husband. I'm not cleaning this." And then herself. Bursts into tears, and the woman who was being a bitch for no reason, and then kind of seemed to be wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It'll work out, right? But like, okay, see, that makes me think romantic comedy again. Like, but the cust. Okay, here's me thinking reality, and me working in customer service as long as I did. There would be no way in hell I 
could walk up to somebody who made the mess, throw something at him, say, you clean it up while I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You have to fill up the mop bucket yourself. Right. Like, go in the back room. So you, you also don't work at a, at a bus I depot in the middle don't. of bumfuck Ohio. I guess I don't, but so still. So she was probably just done with fucking everything. But that was the whole thing. Is like I, I Now granted, maybe it's 77 and you're not going to get fired for that shit then. Maybe. But you, you're probably going to get for it now. The customer is always a bitch. An, an asshole. <laughs> um... But then, yeah, but then, you know, she, you see Sally Field burst into tears, and then she gets dragged to the bathroom, and nobody does it. And nobody no. does a thing. Come on. I think it genuinely is New York, because the first thing I thought of was, like, okay, if it was today, everybody has it was New York. They're not in New York. They're yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, but they're in the everybody's of still Ohio. traveling, and I mean, you know, we, we have relatives that lived in Ohio for a little while, and on I purpose? think... What? Well, it was because of a job. Oh, that they they don't trained. anymore, though. Yeah, they don't anymore, but they do that. And he said, you know, everybody there is kind of there because they were there somewhere else, and everybody transitions to right. Ohio. Everybody just kind of gets to Ohio, Ohio and then stops. Casablanca? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just end up there oh, waiting to God, go somewhere else. Oh, God, it makes else. it boring as heck, man. <laughs> or it makes yeah. Ohio exciting as hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get a point there, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm picking on Ohio, but it's all right. At least they're not Tennessee. Yeah, true. This ain't Florida. That's America's Uh, Wang. uh, America's red infected Wang, but we're not going to get into it. Um... What are we talking about? We're talking about a dog lady in the fucking bathroom. Yeah, I really think it is just because, you know, like I think everybody's so tired, so run down. And I've been in many bus stations where I've like overly traveled. I'm way, you know, my sleep debt is way too high. And you just don't know. I think they just didn't notice it, honestly. I just, you know, she says to... I don't remember if it's the bus driver or like one of the the people. The guy with the puppet? No, not the guy with the puppet. Um, But she says like all she wanted, all I wanted to do was sit on a bus and stare out the window. Like that's that's one of the things she says. My first thought was be in an emo music video, pretty much. But I I was my first thought was you should have got a train ticket. Yeah, Yeah. with a lot more window staring on a train. Yes. There's a lot more window staring on a train. And, you know, there's a good chance that they aren't going to be double booked. Right. And, you know, they only double, well, only booked him extra because he bribed the guy with five bucks. Right. And he's like, I'll sit on the floor. Oh, and then he handed him a, he handed him a sausage instead. Oh, yep. yeah. Because he, he pickpockets a sausage when he, um, he did, he pickpockets, it's, it's very, very quick. But um, he pickpockets a sausage when he's got her bag in the air on the escalator. Mm. He grabbed it from somewhere, somebody's luggage or whatever, and shoved it in his pocket. Huh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Was he? Was someone happy to see? I don't, I don't know, but that's what he hands. Is that a the, summer sausage, or are you just happy to see? But it's, of both? instead of the five dollars, he hands him the sausage, and I'm like, oh, so that's what he did with it, like. <laughs> put it in his butt. It was so fast. I was just like, what are you doing? And then, oh, that's what he did. That's why they did that part. All right. Sure. Uh, Where did you hide that? That's none of your business. It was in his pocket. (laughs) It was in his pocket. (laughs) Um... 
But yeah, so, he hands the guy a sausage. What can I say? Then then he convinces um uh what's her name's character? Carol. Carol, Carol. Thank you. He yeah. um he convinces Carol not to go back to New York right away. Yeah. And that if he goes and sees his buddy Ace. If we see um, Ace, talk to the Ace of Diamonds, which yeah. at this point I'm thinking, is Ace real? I don't <laughs> yeah. think Ace is real. But he like, let's talk to real. Ace and Ace will uh Ace will pay you the three hundred. Yeah. I promise. And I'm just thinking, you're gonna go off with this weird crazy guy. You're gonna trust him to drive you to some other weird crazy guy. Oh she waits and, and I guess you're that desperate for your money back or to avoid going home. Yes. Uh, it was one of those two definitely. Or call me, it call was, me. It was a way yeah. for her to justify herself yeah. not going home. Yeah. Because this guy owes her money. Yeah. So uh, as soon as he gives me my money, I'll buy a ticket and then I'll go home. Yeah. That's her mindset right now is just delaying the inevitable for her. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit of cold feet and a bit of trying to figure herself out. Oh yeah, and she's definitely. just genuinely very lost. She's she's, yeah, she's like I said, yeah. you don't end up getting a full rundown of her past or what's going on, but no. you do get a sense of like I said, this is the first time she's ever gone anywhere and done anything herself. Yeah. So and already her her mother and her parents already think she's a little off. Yeah. So she's got kind of a reputation for maybe being Maybe difficult, yeah. or uh, I don't know. Difficulty committing. Diff- I don't think she's being. She's having difficulty committing. I think she's having difficulty making decisions for herself, mm. and you know, maybe being a little too weak-minded. Yeah, for I, certain things. Uncertain. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's really uncertain. Mm. You know, uncertain. Oh, I think yeah. that's what's well, wrong. That's different yeah. than she's got a weak mind. Right. Yeah. Though I think she's got a reputation for. Kind of yeah. being led along. Yeah, and what, this is what your your job yeah. is in life is going to be, and so this is what you do. No, it just hit me as well as with her. I mean, you know, we had talked about earlier with the different generations and how, mm-hmm. like, you know, that that particular group, uh, that generation was so misunderstood because it was a deviation from the World War Two mm-hmm. era itself. And I mean, you know, that just didn't seem right. I. I think, you know, when I say, oh, she's probably a little bit off is because you, you met somebody, you married, you had kids. Right. And then you, you get a job and you die. Like, I think it's just, okay, you go through all that. She's trying to explore. So it's like, oh, this is why, because they're not doing what they did. Well, and I think this has yeah. to do with what happens, what she, what she does say about herself, because there's yeah. only very limited that she says about herself. Yeah. One of the things she did was she protested the war. Yeah. Oh yeah. She um, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. right there. So that's probably one of the other ones yeah, too. Yeah. Is uh, and he was just yeah. talking about the worms because he did not want to talk about that. Right. And yeah. she just she you know she made the whole thing like I protested the war. I you know yeah. I was against the war. Why did um, she want to talk about it so badly? Maybe well, I think she, she just wanted, because yeah. she think, wasn't there. Well, yeah. she she mentions that they were his the guys that he's going to see. Yeah. They were his buddies yeah. from the war. Yeah. And she goes, well, I protested the war. Yeah. Like, you were in it. I protested it. I'm on yeah. your side, basically. Yeah. yeah, it was. I, I, you know, I, I thought, or, the, I thought things. Um, I maybe he might have taken it as, oh boy, another one who's against me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and that's why he doesn't want to talk about it. Whereas she, I think she was trying to come across in a way that was like. No, I thought the war was bad. I, it had nothing to do with you. I just mm. I I was thought the war was was wrong, and the reason we went there was wrong. But he doesn't want to talk about it, so it stops. She probably comes from a very conservative household. 
And if she was in... Why you say that? Because I, you get the feeling from her that, like I said, that her, she's... I think she's a little bit more high society. She, yeah, mm-hmm. she's, she's, very, she's her clothes, put, her she's clothes, her put shoes. together, well dressed when when we first see she's her. She's carrying a, a hair dryer with her. In her that hand. was an enormous hair dryer. Yes, it, it was. was. Like, I didn't know they came in rifle size. Yeah, that's it how they used princess, to look. It was Princess Vespa's industrial strength <laughs> hair dryer. <laughs> but she comes, really? she kind of comes across like she has she has three hundred dollars easily. Oh. And losing it isn't going to hurt her financially. Oh, I thought that was like everything she had. That was everything she brought with her. Everything she had on her. Like she wasn't running away. She just took money to spend a couple of days before her wedding. She wanted to get somewhere to clear her head. She had the absolute ability to do that with no issue whatsoever. Okay. And she could take time off from doing whatever. And she never says she has a job. Right. So she's... Free as a bird, so it really does make me think that she she comes from a quasi-wealthy conservative household. Because her mother already thinks that there's something off about her. It's probably during the time when she was protesting the war. Oh, by off, I I thought it was implied that... Having second thoughts about the wedding. No, she, no, mother already thinks there's something off about me. Meaning that her mother already thinks that there's something... In her head, there's yeah. something off. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not they're not following, you know, what everybody does. It's just oh, you know, not oh. the not the, the, the what, what they did. They just they they got they got older, you know, they got older, got got married, got a house, got married, kids. got had kids. Yeah, and this, she's that's already the process that's already there. She's already kind of shown them that she's not that type of person, at least right. not the way she, you know you wouldn't protest the war. Why would you do that? I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're trying to imply, anyway. I agree. Um, yeah. And that uh, her that just that scene alone kind of gives you, like I said, just a little bit of insight into her, but not you don't get a full character on Carol. No. Um, but the way she kind of interacts with um, with Henry Winkler's character, it's. But I, it got very awkward for me. Like, most of it got very awkward. She kind of opens up when they meet Ace um, a Harrison bit more. Ford. Harrison Ford's oh, character. Oh, because he's bragging about his car, how he races his car, and he can win, like... Well, he said 250 250 yeah. She He owes her 300 but if he gets this $250, you know prize money, he'll give it to her and that'll at least pay most of it off. I gotta say it's weird when 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 Jack and Ace catch up with each other. I feel like are you two golden retrievers saying hello at the yes. park? Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you gonna beat each other up and yes. hug? Yes. It's a guy thing. I can't explain it either. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've ever seen any people act like that excited. Again, like Retriever levels of uh, you see it in movies. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't say think I've ever seen it in real life, unless yeah. you're talking about an anime con when somebody glomps yeah. someone. Yeah, it reminds me of the character of Andy in Parks and Rec. You know, and it <laughs> yeah. just you know, as I was a lovable idiot. Yeah, as I was living in, and yes. I was I was uh, reading. Um, there was a yeah, there was a writer, Mike Scully, who also wrote of The Simpsons and ran yep. The Simpsons yep. for a while. Yep. And he explained, you know, how he would write for Andy it was the same. He would write for Homer Simpson. And the way he guided everybody was just, just pretend he's a dog who's able to say his name. Yes. 
<laughs> like, and that, um, that, that's do you got a tap on his foot first? Yeah. <laughs> Homer Thompson. I believe he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, How do you do yeah, Mr. Yeah, but that's the way that they do it. I, I get that same way. His name was Ken, and I get that same way with Harrison Ford, that yep. he just kind of like, okay, he just kind of went over, did his thing, and, you know, that's the only way to be able to make money, but you get the sense, too, in Missouri that nobody's really going anywhere anyway. Well, that's yeah. what yeah. Carol says about yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they He's all, never going to leave that town, yeah. They also kind yeah. of imply that he actually hasn't won any races. No. You know, at one point they call his car the Pit Queen. Right. Because it's always in the pit. Yeah. Because he, I don't think he's actually ever, he takes it to the race. Yeah. But then he doesn't race. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Because I thought he was just like, I don't know, some dudes insult him and then he's like, I'm not racing anymore. Yeah. It's. I think he had like a lot of stage fright. Yeah. Oh, he did. I didn't know if it was just because... Um, somebody else was relying on him to win that money. To yeah. pay the I think it's, that's how that's how he got that far. But then immediately when they start making fun of him, like, you know, oh, you're going to come out and race. He's like, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and so Henry Winkler takes the wheel. And then I'm just like, I don't know where this is going. That's like, why I wanted to turn into Kim. Days of Thunder. Then it becomes Days of Thunder. Okay. So we had this... wanted to win, but you also know it would be unsatisfyingly unrealistic if you won. Yes. And then they're he drinking beer. He didn't die. Yeah, she's <laughs> just really happy he didn't die. Like he's like, yeah. you know, the friend's like, oh my god, he placed, and she's yeah. like, he's not dead. And then it's accused of like, oh, you lost on purpose, so I wouldn't have to go back to New York or yeah. something. No, he lost because he's a lousy driver. He's a lousy driver. He's sitting in yeah, and the three of them are all. The three of them are just all shit faced. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bottle of Jack that's mostly empty on the floor. Each one of them has a beer. They're obviously inebriated. Um, but he has enough strength to be able to build a few rabbit that, But that's, I guess, they that's, drunkenly put together rabbit huts. That's, yeah, which that, is that's drunken initiative. Yes, <laughs> like, it also works. It also works with weed sometimes. Not so much with me, but. Joss gets motivated to do shit yeah. when she's on an edible. And, yeah. yeah, I'm on an edible. All I want to do is just hug a stuffed animal. No, me no. too. Yeah, yes. I just kind of like I'm fine. Joss gets motivated. I get motivated. Like, hey, we should go like, clean this thing, and I'm like, what? Well, if you're relaxed, then you're yeah. less, you know, stopped up by. Yeah. Oh no, a million things to yes. do all at once. Yeah. So like it, it allows I'm, me to focus on one thing. Yeah, so meanwhile, I'm melted to the couch like that 90s PSA. <laughs> <laughs> dope is for dopes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because um, I guess he lives with his grandparents. I Okay, the grandparents. They that, come out and they're like, oh, oh look what you did. He's just like, I told such a good answer. He's like, don't get used <laughs> to it. <laughs> I just I love how he, but I love how they come out. He says he lives with them, but they they live in the main house, and he lives in a trailer out yeah. back with his um, three rabbits. Because they, they don't really see eye to eye. And he he's doesn't want to be. A, he doesn't really want to be a farmer. He's got no real motivation to do it. And then we have you know the drunken chicken coop montage. Wait, okay, the drunken the drunken rabbit hut montage. I'm fine with. What I didn't understand was, here's an M16. Let's go oh, shoot yeah, it for five minutes. He's a redneck. But we didn't need the scene. And yeah. it was unnecessary. He's a redneck. I thought, like, They've all got M4s. I, I was just like, oh, crap. I hope he doesn't... They don't accidentally murder someone out in the distance yeah. for a night walk. I'm and just this like, was my farmer Joe. Yeah, but it's like, I didn't... <laughs> I, the scene... 
Is uh, like, do they this, just need some time to fill in the movie so they threw the M16? I think it, it never I, pops yeah. up again. There's no reason yeah. other than uh, Carol comes out yeah. and says, "Don't do that." And yeah. then, and then he, and he's like, okay. He immediately stops. He doesn't argue. Yeah. He's just like, okay. Well, I think it was it was the one line there that really made it important was because they said the government teaches you a skill, you might as well, well use, use it. it. No, I got yeah. that. So like it shows he was trying to. Push. In, in, in. I feel like it shows some kind of difference in opinion between him and Jack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jack, Jack doesn't want to put, want to hold a gun, doesn't want to do any of that, doesn't want to touch any of it at all. Whereas, and, again, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's funny because I mentioned it to Dan yeah. while we were watching it. I yeah. think that um, Ace, I think his his coping mechanism yeah. was a lot better than Jack's. He doesn't even. Bury the past, yeah. right? He, yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He he's that, yeah. still living it, and yeah. even though he may not be perfect guy or whatever, yeah. he's still going through it. And I think he's mentally, anyway, way healthier than Jack. I, way, I way agree. Yeah. No, Jack, he, he wasn't yeah. in the hospital, yeah. like, right? We, we but find not out even later. Just, Jack was in a hospital for a reason, but we'll yeah. get to it. Yeah. yeah. And and you're right. And I mean, Jack is trying to put up this whole facade. Yes. And not deal with the past, and you know where. I wouldn't say yeah. facade, but he deflects. Well, man, I mean, it is still. I mean, he. he it's still, oh, look, him and yeah. him and Ace are both uh, pointing the, out their yeah. um, their comrades or whatever in the photo to, to Carol. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh yeah, this is this investor. This is me. Yeah. This is this is him. Yeah. This is this is the four of us. You know, we were right. you know, we were a group. Yeah. yeah, this is they this were. Is our platoon. This is the worm squad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is our platoon, yeah. and I think you know. I think where you see all this is you're right, and I mean it pays off later. But that scene is you know, and it shows that's the reason why. Yep. Because you show very briefly, because you don't see very long. You know, this movie is you know only like four days. Yep. You know, for four days Real that you shit. see them, and you know, and then you see everything, and it just it pays off later. Right. You know, when you see why they do that, you know, why is Ace so comfortable or why does he just kind of go through the day? Because he's, he's not so... not worried he, about the future? Yeah, he's not worried about the future, but also he's not trying to bury or restructure the past. Yeah, he's he's just kind of living in the moment right now. Yeah. Which I think is... Um, but, well, we can talk about that when we talk about the end. Yeah. 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 I mean, that big explosive ending, I mean, yes. literally. <laughs> oh, um, literally. I agree, Chino. No, but the, you know, the, the next no, thing... He drank, he drank water too fast, so it gets all like this. Yeah. No, you don't need to do it that fast. Um, oh, he gives him the car. Yeah, he yeah. gives that... Yeah, toward, you know, instead of actually getting on a bus again and trying to get money together, he's like, just take my car. I'll, I'll get it back from you later. I'll get it back from you and Eureka. And you know, and you know, you know, as a, as a, a watcher in this movie, you know that Harrison Ford's never going to Eureka. No. Yeah. You know that he's not. You and can you know, only say he handed off. He handed off the car to Jack because he wouldn't need he, it. He doesn't well, really I'm, need it anymore. Yeah. And well, that. And I'm also like, <sighs> I'm also firmly of the opinion that Kenny knows about a certain thing that happens yeah, yeah. so and um, he knows that Jack can't yeah. handle what happens later if he doesn't do it himself right yeah so that's why he gives him the car to try to get his friend 
You're going, that's to, kind of so you're, yeah. going, you're going to California to see Monroe, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to see Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. They, they were all there. Yeah. That's an awfully long trip to just let him go on. Yeah. Well, he was he was going to go there regardless. Yeah. I don't think it... If, gas was like 70 cents a gallon. It, it wasn't 70 cents. It was less than that. It was like a quarter. Yeah. It was okay. fucking oh. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, oil oil was 39 cents a quart. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, a, there was a, a, a sign, and I went, Jesus H. When, like, I, when I was a kid, I think I remember a sign that was 98 cents. Yeah. When I started driving, this is before, uh, like that. Yeah, this, when I started, when I got my license, gas was 98 cents a gallon. Yeah. Fuck. 87. Yeah. When I was in me, college, yeah. it was $1.25. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. That was, <laughs> this driving. is in 2000, 2001. Yeah. So this is yeah. a while. I'm not saying it isn't, but you used to be able to fill my car at five dollars. I used to, yeah. yeah. It's, it I had seven old, bucks in my pocket, old. and I could use five for gas and still get a taco afterwards. You know, this, yeah. this is what it was well, like. For two dollars, you could get like half the menu from Taco Bell. Yeah, like Taco Bell was. I was so happy. You go in with a twenty dollar bill and you get so much food. Now you go with a twenty dollar bill and you're just like, oh, and you have three tacos. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless. Hour wait. Right? Or something too. Fucking DoorDash, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I think, you know, he couldn't, he realized that he didn't have the, the mental capacity. Yeah. And, you know, nobody talked about it. Right. So it's like, okay, but they all and know I he was in Ken, a hospital. And I think Kenny also knew that yeah. he wasn't the right person to try to explain would, that to Jack. It he would does, just, he wouldn't they have, have the fight. Right, yeah. He wouldn't have the right words to get through to him. No, he yeah. wouldn't. Like I said, they just end up fighting. Um, yeah. and it's just, he just kind of, but like I said, he's also kind of letting go yeah. of what's going on with him right now. Right. Like he's, he gives the car up because he got the car after he got out of, uh, out of the army after yeah. the, you know, he was, he, he, he got his, he he got got his, his dream, he got his Camaro, yeah. he did it. Now what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Little that's rabbit like, hutches. I, that's just it. Maybe yeah. he's going to start doing he's that now, yeah. um, helping, his helping his grandparents. So yeah. he can give up the car, and that's what he did. It's like yeah. you need it more than I do. Take it. Yeah. And that's yeah. That right there. Is uh, like, I think. Yeah. Of course, the car. It, oh wait, it's later that the car gets uh, completely yeah. fucking yeah. wrecked. The car. The car is coming. fine for now, but uh, we <laughs> see. <laughs> Although you have to <laughs> jump in through the windows because the windows are bolted because these are red. <laughs> That they do that safety. Yeah. What safety? Safety well, third. Yeah. Well, yeah. Safety the, last. Yeah. That's a different. Movie. The reason why you have that with racing vehicles, why the doors don't open, yeah. is because if it rolls, the person doesn't fly out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that they don't fly out that easy. No. Right. That's why he's. he's yeah. But it's also difficult for a daily commuter car. True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the race, weren't the headlights removed? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's just that's just a safety feature. You don't need glass shattering yeah. everywhere. Right. Exactly. Even if you wreck. Because it you, doesn't want to pop tires right. or anything else like that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you're going to have enough problems as yeah. is going into the race. Yeah. But no, I, well, love, I love when Kenny was giving him advice yeah. on how it's like you go high, you get, go low on, okay. the, on the turns, this high, high on the straight yeah. time. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just want to make, just keep following that line, keep following that line. All right, cool. You got this. It walks away. Come back, come back. How do I start it? How do you start? <laughs> I lost it. The minute he was like, I don't know how to turn it on. I was like, fuck this. Okay. Let's, let's go. Alrighty then. And that supposedly there was some alternates. 
Okay. To that, but that freak out reaction was an improv thing on Henry Winkler's part. <laughs> Good for him because it was, yeah. it really fit with his character. Yeah. So, yeah, but that how it was like, you know, it was, I think the way the way I read it, the way the script went was, you know, he'd tell him, he went, okay, great. Now, how do you start this thing? Yeah. You know, and then that, that freak out improv was just okay. I, I believe how it happened was Harrison thought the scene was over. And started walking away, and then Henry freaked and went through it. And they're like, "That's what we're gonna do. We're that's keeping we're this. Gonna, this is the best one. Yeah. We're keeping this. Yeah, day. like that's what we're gonna do. Let's do that." But when they move on and move forward, uh, then you find out, you know, Jack has a fighting side. Okay. And, and when they're at this <sighs> and bar, they, they go to the to basically the rape motel. Yeah. It is, this is the skeeziest, yeah. scariest, dankest yeah. looking place. Now, but and what dank I, in the what bad I, sense, not yeah. like dank yeah. memes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what I was thinking of is because I saw this and I went, okay, they're playing pool and they're not calling their shots. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're you're like somebody here is going to say something no, about no, that. No, 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 because they just... Honestly, unless you you're playing for money or yeah. for sport, you, if you just play to play pool, you're fine. Yeah. I just See, ha- I happen to be taught a certain yeah. way. That's, that's how I play pool because I'm not. As I said last week, I'm not even sure but I'm going to hit the cue ball. There are yeah. rules. I'm going to try. There are rules yeah. in pool though, but I'm not going to go into it because they don't, this is not a movie that focuses on that. You want to watch is, a movie that focuses on pool? Watch A Color of Money. Do not watch billiards. this movie. This is billiards is not nom. There are rules. It's it's a. I think it's. Color of money. Well, if you're in Canada, um, some of them are blue. Gene, some of them's clear. Uh, yeah. Gene Hackman yeah. and yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Color of money. Side. It's a movie about billiards. Gray on mm. the other. Um, yeah. Sometimes, then, yeah, in some ways. Then the newer ones with the big multicolored, portraits that are more yeah. colorful. Multicolored and some part to purple. Oh. Yeah, the um, but. When they play that and they see like he's got some sort of ring, he knows some of these people. Or, you know, or he's had run-ins of them before. With these types of people, yeah. definitely. Because yeah. he's wearing army pants. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah, like and there's a guy the, called yeah. Peanuts. The yeah. real scummy guy, yeah. Peanuts. He's like, yeah. you were in the army? I was in the army. And he's like, that's great. Like, what? Yeah. Why, I, do you want to talk about that? Because I don't want to. Let yeah. me just get a fucking soda. Yeah. Um, just get a drink and move on. Yeah. 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 And then, then Carol comes in <gasps> after, you know, getting a room and... These guys make some of the grossest Ugh. comments. Yeah. They're just like, okay, no, get back in the car and leave. Yeah. It's like there nothing good is going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah, basically they think they're oh, you're gonna rent it by the hour. Right. Like it's it's yeah. so then they get into the motel room and she wants to go have take a shower. Have you seen the movie Bird on a Wire? No. Uh, okay. Brother on Wire is a movie that stars uh, Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. Oh. Okay. And they uh, there's a scene where they're kind of on the run and they go to the seedy motel and Goldie Hawn goes in to take a shower and there's a cockroach basically the size of my hand. Those are some bad <laughs> and roaches. It's, it's, yeah, and it's literally crawling on the uh, <laughs> the top of the uh, uh, spout yeah. for the shower. Yeah. And then 
as she's showering, it showers and lands on her. Oh, no. she starts to crazily scream. And anytime I'm ever in a motel now, and this is the God's honest truth, yeah. I check the shower in the bathroom yeah. because I even the murder motel that we wound up especially in the murder motel that we were in. Like and then the power went out. That yes, was it was. It was what? Yeah, yes. West Virginia. Um, West Virginia. Um, <laughs> God damn it. But, <laughs> but anyway, when she goes into the bathroom to take the shower, my first thought was, "Oh no! Please let there not be another one of these scenes." Yeah. In this. It's like the, I'm like, please. "There's gonna be sludge coming out of like, that, that thing." But no, apparently it was water. actual water. It was water, oh, and they, they had a towel and Grungy, though in there. Very. And yeah. He's like, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna shave," and I'm like, "Don't get a razor near you. What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I'm just like, why can't you just wait until she's done? And then she she takes a shower, she gets out of the shower, and I'm not sure if this was supposed to be like, you know, some fan service or what. But yeah. she's in, she's wetting in a towel, yeah. And then she, she goes out and you know starts to get dressed and dry her hair. And then you have the most awkward sort of sex esh scene where she's where she's kind of got the manic pixie dream girl. I feel going on. Yeah. I it's thought not quite has right. the manic no, he's pixie definitely dream boy thing. he's definitely manic pixie dream boy. Uh, but this scene is like awkward because I'm like, okay, you're both adults. You can sleep in the same bed. My thought process is, hey, put up a put up a butt blanket. Yeah, on the you world. could. Okay, I thought that was they, <laughs> what they might do. <laughs> I thought they might do that. Nope, they yeah. don't do that. That they do that in Burn a Wire though. But <laughs> but they don't do that here. Um, his immediate reaction is, "Okay, we're a guy and a girl in a motel. Are we going to have? Service? Are we going to do it? Yeah. You know and, she's getting married. And then I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, it's like, wait, hold up. And she doesn't say no. She doesn't say no. She doesn't say no. That's the best part about this. She's totally down for it. But my first thought process went, just because you're in a motel room together does not mean you have right. to have sex. Right. It is. I have slept in the same bed with lots of guys." Yeah. That nothing happened. Yeah. So you do not have to have sex just because you're in a hotel room together. Yeah. But his his first thing out of his mouth is, "Are we going to do it?" Well, he doesn't say he it doesn't, that yeah. way. So yeah. at first, I'm thinking, is he playing sex? Yes, or is he's, he's flying with the woman in a bed, no, and then I, it's like, oh, well, then they kiss and stuff, and it's like, okay, no, yeah, it was, it was definitely meant about sex, and they have this kiss, and then they kiss again, and he's gotta go for a walk. He, he says, like, he does tell her that he hasn't been with a woman in a very long time. And she's okay with it. Like, that's fine. I gotta go take a very long, and then very he, long shower. Then he, he gets up and shower. walks away because he can't handle it. And it's like, that right there kind of pushes the whole, mentally, he cannot handle this. Right. He can't handle much. Yeah. And this, even just having sex, is not something he can handle right now. Or you think also that he just couldn't handle anybody getting close to him? I mean, that too. It's probably yeah. part of it, yeah. The wall, the yeah. wall is up to, to yeah. keep people out, and she's chipping away at it. Yeah, yeah, and he's freaking out about it. Yeah. Um. So he goes out for this walk, and the first thing I said to Dan was... Don't leave her alone in the rape motel. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Do not do this. I've seen this movie before. Don't do this. Well, and he's the one who gets beaten right. on the head. It, was, yeah. it went the opposite direction. Instead, they, they hit him and they robbed him. They robbed him of um, 
the thousand dollars of his quote unquote investor money, which is the guys from the uh, the hospital. They they steal it, and he comes in and he's been clubbed in the back of the head. I and I have a concussion. He he comes yeah. in and falls down. She grabs him, and she's like, "Let me call the cops." Yeah. And he says, "No." Um, I can handle it myself. I'm going to roadhouse this bitch. And that's exactly what he does. He walks in and goes directly to the bartender, who he's he's sure is like the main guy in all this. And he basically says, I was robbed. is so wet. Yes. Slimy and humid and gross. And that was, yeah, now I think it was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was on purpose just to really show. I can smell this image. Yes. Yes. And he just walks in and he flat out tells the guy, like, don't give me my money back. I'm not playing. It's like, we don't have, we like, don't we have, have your money. money. Motherfucker. And then he grabs him, yeah. pulls his hand out, yeah. and, he, and he tells him that he's going to knock his fucking nose into his brain yeah. and you'll be dead within 30 seconds. Yeah. Which and is every, an accurate is thing. Absolutely accurate. Seconds. Yeah. 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 If you hit the right way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bad situation. It's, yeah. You want someone yeah. to die quick? Yeah. This is a very easy yeah. way to and do it. I've heard many times, and I, said, yeah, I will just say this, and anyone listening will understand this who's heard it. If you hear the sound of a broken nose, it is the quietest, loudest sound yep. all the time. If you've ever broken your nose, yeah, yeah. you know the sound. Yeah, it is the quietest, <laughs> loudest, because I've broken know, but, uh, now I've broken two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had my nose yeah. broken twice. It's yeah. not pleasant. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard Making the sounds of... feel funny. I've heard yeah. the sounds of a tooth being yanked while I was very yeah. conscious. I assume it's sim- it's a similar idea, no. but no. much closer. No, no. it's... It's a very quiet, but it's the quietest, it loudest tink sound. It's a snap. Yeah. It's a quick yeah. snap. That you hear it. I, yeah. So far, I, yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. I've uh, only I been in a toilet. I have, yeah. I have the, yeah. the Owen Wilson lump yeah. in my nose to prove yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I've only ever yeah. broken a toe so far. I, I, I broke the nose of someone when I was in the martial arts in the dojo, and before I was a student, before I had my own thing. I accidentally broke the nose of a cop. Oops. Oh yeah, here he kind of knew he was very super. He was cool, but I was totally broken up. <laughs> but just hearing that, thinking like, oh god, yeah, god I'm so it's, sorry. It's not a yeah. pleasant and, you know, Yeah, blood just, blood does shoot out. Yes, uh, yeah. usually both your nostrils. Yeah. It, yeah. and it pulls. Yeah. Honestly, any real, any head wound is dramatic yes. as fuck. And, yeah. Yeah. Because having, there is, yeah. The human body yeah. going, whoa, 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 and whoa. Your, yeah. And your blood ends yeah. up all over your mouth yeah. and your face. Well, I mean, that's because, you know, the, the most, it's the area the most blood vessels are. Right. And, and, then, face, yeah. and then Carol crashes the fucking car in the, okay, the building. This I'm is, like, what? This is great. <laughs> because motel you, have him, you have him, he gets into a fight with five guys. Oh, now he's been. He holds, yeah. his, own he holds his own quite a bit. He, he holds his own for a while. The bar too. Yeah. Um, Cowboy style, like yep. Uh, but I, I know they throw him over a table at one. Uh, yes, yeah, so he gets thrown over a table, but he manages to like beat the fuck out of these guys. Now, granted, he's got military training. Mm-hmm. He has been trained to fight. This is not joking. He's been through shit. He's been through training. He can hold his own. Mm-hmm. No matter how little he is, he's very scrappy. Um, he's a quick little He's, he's scrappy yeah. and he's thin, but he's 
but he, he he's got calm. it. He's got yeah. it. He manages to do it, yeah. and he, he stands. He takes down that bear of a dude in like one hit. One hit knocked him out, and then he got he gets back up eventually. But then he jumps on the pool table, grabs the light, and I think what? if he was a D and D character, he would have uh, that's, 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 that's improvised, improvised weapons. weapons. He's, he's, he's a master of improvised weapons because he grabs the just light. Around D four, D four, D four. I was afraid he was gonna accidentally wrap it around his neck and hang himself. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm like shouting. The only thing TV, I can I think, think of is like, no, he's gonna no, he's gonna end up pulling it too hard. He's gonna electrocute himself. Yeah, That's that thought. kind of thing. Uh, but as he's standing Whoa. on the pool table, she drives into the fucking bar. I'm just like, how did you know to do that at, the, Why at you- that time? Like, how the, at, they had? Were you planning well, this? Here's the thing they they actually had planned. A quick getaway because she, right. she, she was supposed to be waiting outside. She was supposed to wait at the door. She, she was supposed hit to wait the gas instead the of the brake. So maybe she learned a bit about. Or maybe she saw through the window that he was getting his she ass kicked. She didn't because he says he says to her, "You're not supposed to pull up that far." And she said, "I'm sorry, I got confused." She <laughs> yeah. actually said she right. she hit the gas instead of the brake, and then when he jumped in the car and said, "Go, go, go," she just drove on through. So it was an accident that so, she drove through. It just happened so yeah, to be at a very opportune time. She saves them and they get away from the rape motel, thank God. With their money. Uh, but he has taken a pretty heavy blow to the head, and at he, least a few of them. So he, he, he goes, decides to sleep off his he concussion. Goes, he goes in that night. Yeah. Um, and what's funny about this is you in this particular scene, after she ran through the uh, through the bar... She obviously blew the radiator. Yeah. Like it's it's very there's obvious. There's a lot, of steam, there's a lot of steam coming out. It's not gray smoke and black smoke, no. so it's not the engine. It well, it's part of the engine, but it's it's the radiator. It's Isn't keeping it everything cool. A little? It's mm-hmm. wrinkled. Well, because she's got no headlight on no. one side. The fucking uh, yeah. hood ran through a wall. Yeah. It, the the, it bends, um, yeah. the yeah. windshield is cracked. Yeah. Like. It, this thing's been through some shit. Like, yeah. It does I'm not like, work. I'm surprised this is still driving somehow. But she gets to um, what the hell's the uh, uh, what the hell's his name's house? Yeah, they get Adcock. Right before that, she figures oh, out she got, that he's yeah. not actually he's not on wanted. The yeah. He's yeah. not wanted. That if they get pulled over because the thing's smoking, the car is half smashed yeah. to crap. Well, no, and that's that, that happens after. Because after that, they abandon the car. Yeah. They still have the car when they get to his house. Yeah. He says there's a gas, there's a garage one mile of the road. Yeah. That happens after the stuff with. Don't uh, push your luck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, What was that about? Yeah. I I was confused. Like, she's probably expecting there to be trouble. She was. She was expecting something. something, She was expecting him to get arrested immediately. And. She's like, that's it, and he doesn't ticket her or anything. Yeah. But he says, "There's a garage one mile up the road. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Don't basically don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Just yeah. go, go, yeah, uh, get out." Yeah. I was just kind of yeah. wondering, yeah. does he know ahead. something? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, no. They they, they go. Could to go the, they could go further. They could do anything if they needed. They could cite you. They yeah. could do anything. They you got They could have impounded yeah, the car. You got a, you know a person who is you know also a couple things on that. The point of the scene. Hen- Henry Winkler is to show that he's not. It's like yeah. she figures yeah. out that he's not actually yeah. wanted. And now, I think that's where she starts yeah. to trust him a little more. Now, Henry Winkler's been knocked around a bit. Jack, sorry. Jungle Jack's been knocked around a bit and then sleeps mm-hmm. for an enormous amount of time. And for somebody who has had several concussions in the life, I looked at that and went, 
Don't. Oh, good God. I was like, oh, no. No, because. You can't sleep on a concussion, but you're not supposed to get long periods of sleep. You're supposed to get your normal sleep at your normal period you, of time. You're supposed to be woken up like every two to three hours yeah. just to make sure that you during, stay conscious yeah. for a if little bit and then yeah. go back to sleep. You can do that. If it's least. during yeah, during your normal, in, outside of your normal period of he time. He seems right. to have slept through like yeah. almost a full day. A full day, day yeah. he goes and through. And doing that and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no I was, no, I was no, like, no. he going to yeah. die. And my, yeah, my nervousness was okay. He's just going to end up dead. Right. And, you know, where they have it now, when they get to Adcox and you meet his wife and they find out that she's, um, she, you know, she's alone with the kids right. and he's, he's not really there. He's not there. He, he drifts. drifts. He drifts. Yes. He, drifts. he drifts and he's in, he's out. And, and that's yeah. another aspect of yeah. guys that were in the Vietnam War yeah. and can't handle being home, can't handle being in a regular yeah. society. You just expect them to, to right. slot right back and in, he, and that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. He can't. He can't handle it. I don't know. It doesn't seem like his marriage is in trouble. It's not no. because she understands. Yeah. She's she's yeah. probably sat through um, a lot of his tics that he acquired. Yeah. He probably She probably went through a lot of nightmares with him. Yeah. Um, and so she can, she can forgive him for this because this isn't his fault. So kind of with the underlying sort of romance thing going on, I feel like this is signaling to her that it is possible for her to love Jack. Yes. I agree with you. Work. I agree with you. And this like was, he may be yeah. broken, but he's not yeah. a lost and cause. this is yeah. what makes her call and break up yeah. with Joel. And yeah. one of the things that used to happen was this was the start in the time where uh, VFW used to be able to bring, we're starting to bring families in. Mm-hmm. And you know where you went there, you went to there. You went to talk to the soldiers because they understood what they were going through. Right. But this is where it did get so bad. They started bringing the spouses in, and I started writing my own back dialogue of this mm-hmm. and backstory. I think you know Mrs. Adcock. I think I think she went to those meetings. I think she understood a lot more. She's yeah. She obviously yeah. It, it's it's funny because you can tell that she's actually kind of well off too. <laughs> so whatever kind of big house job she yeah. has or yeah. or whatever yeah. she's she's got decent money, um, and yeah. she's able to take care of her family yeah. without him, which yeah. is kind of huge in seventy seven. Seventy seven, yes, and, um, yeah. And just to add to that as well, but I think once she shows up, she mentions Jungle Jack. He's over there. She sees what's behind her. Yeah. And then immediately gets a plan going. Right. Okay, get the kids over here. Let me get her. Let me hear what's going on. Let me sit down. Let me talk with it. She's already in the yep. control. Yep. So I think this isn't the first time that this has happened. If not the yeah. first time, it's not something that she would think is completely out of the ordinary. Mm. Especially uh, knowing that it's someone else who's there yeah. with someone who's been through yeah. the, someone, the, the someone Vietnam the War, War with yeah. her husband. They they yeah. both went through the same shit, so she's understanding. Yeah. Carol says worm squad, and it immediately clicks like, oh, right, oh, right, right, yes, right, yes. Okay. yes, okay. Yeah, okay, you're there, and this is, you know, and... 
this does get me worried. I'm looking at it and I looked at the time and we've only got like 20 minutes left. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's starting to wrap up and then you have the montage of them heading to Eureka. Right, which is they missed a bunch of rides. This is funny. Well, like I said, the car is the car is dead. Uh, When she after she gets pulled over and finds out that that both of them that neither one of them are wanted or anything like that, the next thing she does she stops at that gas station and Jack wakes up and his first reaction is we got to go. I got to go back to. to his buddy's house because we passed we we can't we can't leave without him. And she tries to tell him, look. He doesn't remember. He, he, he's not there. Like, he's yeah. he's not going to be there. There's no point in going there because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen to him because he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. No. He's not there. So he tries to start the car up and legitly the radiator blows. Like, it, with such force, it pushes the hood the, open. Yeah, like, the water just pops out of the radiator and I'm just like, see, the radiator's blown. I knew that. <laughs> um... And then, while, while they were driving, he kept getting steam in his face because his head was lolling up. Yeah, his, that he's got to have a funny. wicked sunburn and just all the all the steam burns yeah. all over his face. Yeah, his like, pores are going to be unclogged pretty quickly. He's <laughs> yeah. got the softest skin. Um, but he he uh, yeah. starts to hitchhike. Yeah, and so does she because now she's on a mission to go to Eureka with him. Yeah. And she gets a guy to pull over for her, and then she persuades him to pick up Jack, and they have it out right there in the front seat. Um, <laughs> and the guy's like, can we talk about something I can talk about? And the guy's like, I feel like I'm missing some important context. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they start, you know, they, they hash it out, and they're like, you know, this is what's happening, here's what's going on, here's how I feel, like, this is it, we're going to fucking Eureka! And he's like, Okay, and then you get the monster. Sir, you're going the wrong way, and then immediately they're hitchhiking again because the guy's just like, "All right, both of you out. get out." Yeah, <laughs> and they, there was an inflection here where he sees Sally Field, and there's a very similar interaction that happens in a later episode of Happy Days. Oh God! In the fifth, sixth season, where Fonzie meets Pinky Pescadero. And they have that she's hitchhiking, turns around, gets somebody to turn around, and she's hiding under the passenger seat. <laughs> and the same thing. And he goes, what is this? And he does that exact same inflection. I'm like, there's Fonzie. There he is. And the thing I wanted to point out is when they got to Eureka, mm-hmm. the sign on there says, I thought this was kind of funny, the sign says 26,480. Yeah. On the last census count in 2020, the town of Eureka has 26,489. <laughs> so nine people have been came in at that since then. So in the forty-five some odd years of the move from the movie, there have been nine, nine people showed up. And there's an episode of Fringe called "The Town of Adina," 
<laughs> where they did that and the population did not change in nearly 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's where it's called the Adina Hum, actually. And <laughs> it's because they send the old people into it, the woods. Yeah. <laughs> You're not far off, actually. I'm right. They send them off on an ice Like in North. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not far off, actually, but the town doesn't change. I'm not going to get this, not a fringe podcast, but they go into exactly that. But I found it the funniest day thing is only nine people have been born here. Or okay, <laughs> because and they're all from Eureka the TV show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because Allison continues to get pregnant in that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least two of them. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Her family. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. True. And true. That, that show is yeah. only five seasons long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I haven't seen it in a while, so oh, I gotta so pick funny. it up again. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Pretty I sure gotta pick is. it up again. I watched, I think, the greater part of the first season. Totally. It's a totally um, worth it well, show. Yeah. We, know, we know that two of those people, so it was only seven kids that were born because yeah. two of them were Jack, again, yeah. and his daughter coming yeah. to the town. Right, Zoe. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so this That's two, a different yeah. Jack, right? That's yeah. it's different a different Jack. Jack. Yes, yeah. he, he's currently the um, uh, the Whirlpool guy. The uh, That's uh, right. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. The uh, Maytag Repairman. Maytag Repairman. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's, yeah. that's who he is right now. Now, when this wraps up, and this is where it gets, this is where it gets fucking dark. wrapped up really fast. Um, and, this, and this is where this movie yeah, takes a where, hard Yeah, turn. where they end, up at Man, they end up at Monroe's house. And it's okay, a very, hey, it's a very, yeah. very nice house. Yeah. First, they're going up to the thing, and I'm just like, okay, what's going to go horribly wrong? Yeah. Right, my first yeah. thought was, like, he doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know. I, I knew that right away, but the thing that I pointed out, I looked at it right away, they go up to the steps, and they're like, oh, 157, okay, hey, we're here. In California, the addresses are on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at it, I'm like, okay, wait, that's, you know, I mean, just me being over, like, Seeing a red flag right away, I'm like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, this is a little the address. The address numbers are on the sidewalk. Hmm. You know, just said, they're not traditionally on the house. Oh, yeah, that I did not. Know. Yeah, I had to see that, but that's just that something where. Yeah, but it, true. Yeah, but I like, think am I at the right house? Yeah. It's halfway down. It's yeah. like half a mile down. It's like I can't read those numbers. Yeah, <laughs> when I saw that, like that was the red flag for me that something's not right. Yeah, you know, and they're there and they're running up. Okay, we've got this and. You know, you have this nice thing where he introduces himself, and it's I kind of to Larry Monroe's parents, yeah, and I kind of wasn't like thinking about it too much, and I was kind of letting it I, like, like okay, let's I'm see just where like, the slide. He's not there, and something's yeah, wrong. Yeah. I caught it immediately. Yeah, the minute his mother like let him in, and and the father introduces, and I'm like, oh fuck, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. he's yeah. dead. It caught me. Or else Larry would have yeah. just showed up, right? Yeah, it caught me, and I'm like, okay, but when they say it, like, oh, he's there, come on, where is he, where is he? He was, like, he was killed in Vietnam. Four years ago. Yeah, and he killed in Vietnam, and I'm like, but it, it got me. And I this earlier today, and I was with my parents, and my dad remembered this movie very vividly, mm. and he watched this in a drive-in. And, you know, he saw it in a theater and said, oh, this is really good. And he remembers hearing every car gasp mm-hmm. at that point. Like, <gasps> like, it was like a very audible gasp all at once. He went, holy crap. Yeah. Like, it, it, it hit me. And, I mean, it hit me. I 
I missed the cues. I I caught I completely it. Missed I it. caught it, and then I in. But then I was just like, okay, so a lot of this makes sense now. Yeah, like, you got so a sense. sense. Everything. I knew, I knew yeah. something I was up, but yeah. I didn't see. I have a tendency yeah. to pick up on clues. It's it drives me yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, because well, you know that there's got to be conflict in a right. good yeah. movie. Yeah. But there's there obviously is something up here. Like yeah. there's. Like the just as soon as he shows up at like this this yeah. nice almost like sunny house, yeah, I'm like something's, something's wrong, right. something's yeah. off. And then, and like I said, at first I thought it was like, oh, he doesn't yeah. live there anymore. But then he gets introduced to his mother, and yeah. then I'm like, but like as soon as that happened, and then the father comes out, I'm like, he's dead. He's yeah. fucking dead. Like it, there's yeah. there's no no surprise there yeah. for me after that. I was like. What okay. I, yeah, and what I was thinking in my head was that he's still living there, and he's probably in the same boat as Jack, mm. you know, living for a moment or living in in that, you know, in that. But you're in there, and then you just got to go into the other room, and he's totally catatonic. See, yeah, I, I yeah. was going more towards, and this is this is sad, but I yeah. was going more towards that he didn't die in Vietnam; that he killed himself. My first thought was I could suicide. See that. Yeah, and yeah. then. When they said he died in Vietnam, that's when I went, oh, yeah. he's never been alive yeah. to begin with. And I looked over at Dan and I was like, there was a good reason why he was in that mental institution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a very yeah. good like reason why he was like there. It wasn't a good idea to escape. Yeah. Like he's, like he's, or why he keeps going back. But then I was back. just wondering about, wait, are the other investors, don't they know? Why don't they know? I don't, don't think they know. No, I don't think, yeah, because yeah. he's always talked about yeah. his squad and the four yeah. of them and how they're going to do this. Yeah. And, and he talked it up v- and talked it up. And the guys at the VA weren't on his, weren't on his squad in yeah. Vietnam, yeah. so they don't know that Monroe yeah. died there. They the might story have... you told is what's true. And right. he start, yeah. and you know, he's, the, yeah. the, the, there's chaos in the house, and yeah. he ends up running up, running off, and he's he's yeah. losing it. He, he is he, a, he yeah. is mentally he is yeah. back in Vietnam. Yeah. He is your standard yeah. Um, yeah. unreliable narrator. Yeah. Is is what they're called. Yeah, um, and it's basically. Mm. Um, yeah. You're going this storyline by what he's seeing and yeah. what he's doing. For the most part, you do get flips into Sally Field, but not much. But most of it is through Jack's perspective. Yeah. And when you're in Jack's perspective, this is how life is going. Yeah. Whereas as soon as he has to confront what's happening to him and what's happened in that, you know, Monroe is dead, Monroe saved his life, and they and you do the the flashback, the flashback or the Vietnam, and it's not is, actually a flashback yeah. he's having um he's hallucinating he's having hallucinations yeah. yeah but he's but he's remembering but the he's, day that Monroe right. died right and it's everything yeah. kind of hits him yeah saving him right yeah. and he's he gets really really upset yeah and he starts running through the town and you know things are exploding around him because he's having these flashbacks and it's not not out of character for somebody who's been through this type of trauma yeah mm-hmm. and then Background people are changing to right. people yeah. like to and I thought and cinematically this was perfect. It was yeah, really well done. Because you got, the fl- you got yeah. like flame flamethrower yeah. guys coming out and they're just blowing flame, and then there's just someone walking down the sidewalk behind them, and it's just the the juxtaposition of the two. Yeah. Is just, it's like it's the slow build up. I thought that was I, I you felt it. It was really while well you done. were seeing it, and yeah. I mean I. When I talked to my mom about that, she said, "No, that's how flashbacks happen." Yeah, 
that's how that they deal with it. It's, you're you there. Know, and, you're in it. Yeah, this and what to on. do is you have to slowly peel back the onion back to where they were. Right. And you know, yeah, which is you know, not what Carol does. No. She basically no. tackles him and starts like trying to pull him down. Which I kind of yeah. understand why she tackles him though, because yeah. he's probably running through the town like a crazy person. Yeah. Not not in a yeah. I don't mean that in a mental source. It's like he's just he's going ballistic. Yeah. And probably right. screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And people are going, what's wrong with this guy? So I have no problems with how she at least tried yeah. to tackle him. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what to do in this situation. She's just no. seeing somebody she cares about lose it. Yeah. yeah. And she's and begging him, please don't, please don't be crazy. Yeah. Please don't be crazy. Because please if don't you're, be crazy, if if you're, you're crazy, crazy, I can't I, have you. I can't you. have you. And then you have the, you have the, the, the movie poster you know, a bit from there, you know, where you see that, the scene from the movie poster and then the movie ends. Yes. Where he starts to kind of, he, he starts calm, to kind of come down, back. Yeah. Come, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the camera pans out they and we listen to kids. Yes. Yeah. And we listen to the yeah. rest of the budget from this movie, aside from some very nice cars. <laughs> we hear Kansas, carry on my wayward truck. <laughs> well, they to Kansas. Oh, yeah. I was I just was like, oh, so this is where the budget for this movie went to <laughs> get the rights to this song. Okay. And then it was the shortest credits I have ever seen. It's yeah. like nine people worked on this movie. <laughs> Here they all are. Let's go home. Yeah. And I think for what you said, it's supposed to leave you uncomfortable. Yes. But it also, from what I've read with it, I mean, this is somewhat autobiographical. Yes. You know, where one of the writers on it, like some of the stuff happened to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also this came out, and then this is why, I mean, I... I freaking love Henry Winkler so much, but for his choice of this was because we have to have, why he chose this role is because we have to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it was, and especially a lot of the time where you describe the 1970s, it's described often as the decade of me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this and everything else is over there. Mm-hmm. And especially we had dealt with the trauma, somebody who's having a lot of problems that gets done and then you just move on. You know, which also led to a lot of things and a lot of drug issues and a lot of other yep. problems that we're still dealing with today. Um, fuck you, Reagan. I was about to say, um, yeah, if he had just stuck around in the VA hospital yeah. for a few more years, Reagan would have kicked him out anyway. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, Reagan is responsible for shutting all these down. Um, and, and just putting, releasing putting, people yeah. who need mental yeah. care and just out into the, yeah. the streets. Like, yeah. fuck it, go. Yeah. Uh, and remember, mental health and AIDS, they don't actually exist. Yeah. No, no. Right, according COVID to... COVID ain't yeah. real. Yeah. Birds aren't real, they're all yeah. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, back yeah. up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all that that led to it, I think this is good because this is a slice of life and it led to conversations. And I remember with my mom, one of the things she really pushed me to do is when there were parades and you had the floats and cars with the war veterans. Yeah. You know, here are the World War II veterans, everybody cheers, right? You know, but um, the Vietnam veterans, almost everybody was silent. And she always pushed me when I was sitting on the, you know, sitting on the sidewalk, you know, and just relaxed looking. She always made us, everybody stand up and clap. Yeah. And for yeah. The, every, like, every time. Okay. Yeah. Like just just shunning the Vietnam vets yeah. because it was a bad war. It It's not their yeah. fault. No. Yeah, I think people are starting to understand can, that now. Yeah, you can you yeah. can support the troops and yeah. not support the decisions that put them where they are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it, that is a thing you yeah. can do. You can hold yeah. both of those views at the same time. Yeah. And I, I work in a doctor's office. I have a lot of veterans who come through. Yeah. A lot of them. And one of the things that, you know, we have done major the vast majority on Medicare. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's something that I want to propose is like, hey, why don't we take a little collection of anybody does have a copay? We just take care of it. You know, if they fall into that category, just say, hey, we just do it. And it's something I don't know if that'll go through, but, you know, if I mean, it's, is, worth, yeah. it's worth bringing up. Yeah, at maybe. least just try something or try yeah. it. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of what it is. I think this led to a conversation that started things, started the ball rolling. And I think for anything, well, that's what movies are. It's supposed to, you know, you get a little slice of life, you do that, and you say, hey, wait a minute, this really happened. No, this did. Yeah. This really happened. I mean, this wouldn't have been a, we wouldn't be talking about this, obviously, if it wasn't a Henry Winkler vehicle. Yeah. But this wouldn't even have been thought of if it wasn't, uh, if it was, because there were some people who were in that role originally, um, uh, Jack Dunn, and it didn't really, it wouldn't have gone well at all. I don't have the full list, but ironically, one of them was Richard Gere. <laughs> Again. Another freaking movie that he got kicked out of. <laughs> it seems like he's a bit of a diva. Yeah. What's up, your no. no. Yeah. Um, you know, the critical response is kind of up and down a bit, and his release to your carry on Wayward Son was the one that really pushed it up a bit. Uh, but it, yeah, that really I love that because song. that that time that movie really, that song really hit the top twenty, and uh, Kansas was the one that really pushed it and say, hey, you know, you got to see this movie, and then people really started to see it. Henry Winkler received a Golden Globe nomination for the best actor. I, mean, I thought deserved. that was TV. Yeah, nope, the best actor in a drama film. Hmm. Oh, I'm uh, thinking yeah. Emmy? Yeah, no. so no Golden Globe Award for that. That's no. the Emmy. Yep. Yeah, Emmys are TV. Emmys are TV, yeah. He also received a uh, BFTA nomination here uh, for best uh, uh, best musical score. Um, this one really did really oh, well. Yeah, it was all it, funky. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it does actually put my Spotify list on 70s funk for a while. It will be for quite some time. like, whatever happened to yeah. 70s funk? Yeah. We should just make all movies yeah. and TV yeah. shows yeah. have fucking 70s funk tracks <laughs> from now on. Imagine Sharknado with a 70s funk track. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I have to say, um, I'm normally, I, normally I hate abrupt endings, but... It, I felt it was acceptable in this movie yeah. because yeah. the, I know, I feel like they're saying something about being present. So what it happens next doesn't matter right now because yeah. I'm not entirely sure what they were. They yeah. resolved something or I don't know. I just felt like it was. I'm like, well, okay, it's, it's like gonna Carol, end abruptly. Gonna end abruptly. Oh, there it goes. It's like Carol. It's like they they ended with Carol understanding more about Jack mm-hmm. and. I, I like the fact that they don't have a neat, tidy ending, yeah. because that's not how life works. Like each right. other in the field. Yeah, yeah, you don't get a, a neat, tidy ending, because yeah. it just it keeps going. Yeah, yeah. there was no way this was going to end pleasantly, no. at no. least in the current part that we're with these two characters. No. 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 Um, 
So, I mean, we're going to uh, wrap this part up. Yeah, we're he's, like, tell running him. from his past, yeah. and she was running from her future, so they end up in the present. And they kind of slam into each other and yeah. kind of yeah. intertwine. Yeah. So, we're going to tell you a little bit about 4041 Media. I'll tell you about the movietheatertimemachine.com and some other stuff that's going to come up in the next few weeks. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. So, this was fantasy casting. I got a scenario for you about what happens after the movie. Yeah. Okay. Because the movie ends on... Carry on my wayward son. What happens is they get an impala and then they go shoot demons full of rock salt. I see. I see where you're going. <laughs> but during their adventures, Sally Field meets Burt Reynolds and, and oh, no. then, then it becomes Smokey and the Bandit. Becomes Smokey and the Bandit. I remember like nothing about that movie. <laughs> I, I know there was the a mustache. mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that the two of them are in it, and that's about it. Yeah. It's something car. about yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, I remember you didn't like that movie much at all. It's something about I beer. I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I have fantasy casting, and my fantasy casting is the the crew from last week. Yeah. Right, yeah, out of four guys in this movie that are all the platoon <laughs> so, buddies. So this is what happens. Of, the Lords of Flatbush. Oh, okay, Flatbush. yeah. And yeah. this is what happens to, to them. The Lords of Flatbush go, go to Nam. Nam. Yeah. Which sounds oh like it sounds like a terrible episode of It's yes. Always Sunny. Because I was sitting there going, so this is just the extension of last week, right? Yeah. This is just... This was much more compelling. Yeah. It was. Yes. Absolutely. Because yeah. the characters, but, I can, they were not yeah. horrible. No. Yeah. But I was just like, so this is what happened to them after all the bullshit when they got drafted. Yeah. It's the four of them... And uh, Monroe was uh, was yeah. was wimpy. Yeah, turns out to actually be yeah. be, a, be a decent yeah. human being. Yeah. Oh man, the only thing I had with this was uh, Mel the driver to be played by Bob Hoskins. <laughs> God, okay. yes, that just, would absolutely just, work. I saw this, and the only thing I could think of is a movie that is extremely underrated, and I I remember. Uh, Kaz dragging me to the theater like, no, you have to watch this. You have to watch this one. It's a movie called Karate Kid Unleashed. Oh. Yeah. I've seen that movie. Isn't that? I've seen that movie. Jet Li. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, Jet Li, and he's basically owned by Bob Hoskins. Yes. Yeah. He's 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 basically like a dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and he's just a nasty motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's awful in that movie. Yeah, just just to amp it a little bit, but just to hear that, oh, Governor, what are you, you stupid cons? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, I was I was pictured Bob Hoskins as Mario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pictured okay. Brooklyn accent. I yeah. wasn't. I was. I He's had. Yeah. I had him as uh, in um, in Boomtown. Yeah. Oh, uh, Eddie Valiant. Eddie yeah. Valiant. Yeah. yeah. Well, Eddie, Eddie Valiant and Mario have very much the same yeah. kind of accent. Yeah. 
But that's I, where my brain always. When you say you Bob know, Hoskins, that's where I go. That's, I go either there you know, or I go yeah. from Hook. Yeah. Yes, I forget he was that. Yeah. yeah. Like him. See, I, yeah. for, for Mel, the guy I had in my head the entire time was Joe Pesci. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Her boy, yeah. Why can't I remember the actor's name who played Hook? Oh, that's um. Now I'm thinking Dustin of what Hoffman? if Robin Dustin Williams Hoffman. was Jack? My brain kept going Dustin Diamond. It's like no. <laughs> That is absolutely in, a, no, in every no, possible way wrong. No. Now I'm picturing, could Robin Williams pull off this role? Like, <sighs> now, Robin Williams could, can do, well, could do drama. Yes. Yeah. I've seen um, I've seen Insomnia. I've seen One Hour Photo. I saw he that, can yeah. pull off drama. I've seen but World's Best Dad. That's fucked yeah. up. That one I haven't but it's seen. But it is hard to separate him from comedy. But that, yes. that probably would make it work, because... He could do the, but him twisting the character the way yeah. that uh, the way that happens in the film, where he's being funny one minute and then completely like turns you that know? to anger the next. Yeah. It would. I don't know if it, at that time frame and when that happened, I don't think it would work because he I was, think well, he, yeah, was he was so was, into the Mork and Mindy yeah. aspect oh, of it. He was, he was still thinking. doing all of the cocaine. Yeah. So. Yes. I'm not necessarily yeah. thinking of him from a specific time. It was just you said Hook and then yeah. I thought yeah, how would he fit? Yeah. I think that in, if it was a more updated version of it, yeah. maybe, but yeah. I would say Robin in his, the 70s. Him from one hour photo kind of works. He's got yeah. that kind of bright so chipper side perish type yeah. menacing attitude he, he or, played, or, or, or demeanor he was uh he was a uh, his character was fucked up on SVU no he had a it's two part SVU? he was on SVU he yeah. had a two parter that he was like this really like crazy like internet type stalker yeah. where he had all yeah, this very much like the side parish type like he was kind of feeling that roll out it was mm-hmm. it was yeah. very much a um yeah. stairs in a he was he was like a tech like yeah tech guru type thing and he managed he, he disappeared at the end actually yeah. they never caught his character so, yeah. I don't know that, so, that would bother me just like Alan Tudyk's episode of uh, CSI yeah I can't it, it just bugs me it's just yeah. like I, I see I know uh, I know I you see Wash you yeah. can't you can't I get away wa- yeah I can't it's yeah it's yeah. interesting dang yeah so, I think with fantasy casting, that kind of is enough that we can do, right? Yeah, I'm done yeah. with that. I mean, like, yeah. I, I normally do the Muppet thing, but I yeah. feel like that would be real disrespectful. The Weather Girl yeah. puppet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't oh, want to think about it. I, need, yeah. I don't think it was to. horrifying. Yeah. Well, it was, like, fine, except just that horrible, crudely carved oh, face. Oh, God, I, could, I can't deal with it. It's like, why? Did you have somebody on on the staff that was a, a ventriloquist and you were like you know what let's just throw this guy in it's kind of like the mariachi band yeah. that shows up it's like just let Dave do his thing <laughs> yeah. it's fine now for the next that could have been Miss Piggy though and yeah. it would have been a lot less yeah. creepy yeah because yeah. he'd be cuddly yeah. every time every time yeah. I've seen actual yeah. like you yeah. know puppeteers like yeah. puppet like that I, my brain immediately flashes back to the Goosebumps books yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. I never even read the ones with. I don't think I read the ones with the dummy, but oh, I, I remember the picture. I did Night not. Night of the Living Dummy. Night of the Living there Dummy. There were like at least three of them. It's like three or four. Yeah. Oh, and then they made the episodes the of them, and it's it's in that weird kind of. Yeah. Valley. Yeah. yeah. It's that weird, and, and it's the weird camera work of the Goosebumps show because that yeah. Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> all felt they were exact, very good there was at something, the yeah. fish eye lens, man. Yeah. yeah. 
something about the way those were filmed, not even just the fish, just the general they're film, kind it just of, feels They're kind of, okay, because they, they when, with uh, Night of the Living Dummy, they filmed it where the, when the dummy is on screen, yeah. you have to look up at it. Yeah. So it's already creepy enough so, that you actually have to... It dominates you. Yeah, it's, it's dominating you, and it's yeah. just, it's... It's the camera work and the camera angles that is just creepy as fuck. And I can't take it. I can't, I don't like dolls. Don't like marionettes. Don't like any... I don't fucking like... like. I don't like mannequins. Don't like mannequins. I don't. Yeah. And I worked in a clothing store for 20 years and I fucking hate mannequins. Ooh. See, season three of Magnus Archives was not a good time for you then. No. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate mannequins. Uh. Oh, okay, what if... Um, what if MASH did this? Okay, we're still on the fantasy cast now that we're done. Oh. Yeah. All right, I mean, no, 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 no. Right. I don't really have any ideas. I just no, it's throw if, that Ma- out. if MASH did it, I... I mm. So you're thinking if Alan Alda was in the... I in don't know. I just role. like... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the mix of, a mix yeah. of comedy and drama could be handled Yeah. MASH, but it's a different... MASH can uh, do it, but yeah. it's... it's it, it's This movie mixes the two... Yeah. In, in unevenly, it, it's ways. an uneven way, yeah. but, it's like chunky but, it feel, but it feels like it works. I like yeah. chunky whereas, yeah. whereas Mash, as much as Mash is an amazing show, you can literally hear the clunk when they shift into drama mode. Yeah, like it is. It is a. It is, yeah. it's like the it's like the Futurama yeah. show. I the maudlin switch. Yeah. Switch. Yeah, <laughs> but like, the mod, yeah, and also Mash itself. I mean, had one long movie, and then that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it was something though that it was several several plots. <laughs> Several plots that were winding, you know, were winding it through, and, and uh, winding uh, through into it. And I mean, go back to our episode, episode thirty-three, where we did it. Where I actually got my dad into the show, uh, to be able to do it. But they did it once, and I think over the twenty-two, twenty-six minutes or so, yeah, I start losing it. You know, like, it's when not it's a, longer. It's not a show you can really binge that well. Like you watch a couple episodes and then and you, you have to like, put it down. Yeah, like yeah. I, I got to step aside. You know, I think this was just enough. I don't, I don't know if it could have done that well as a you know, with the match crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it could have done that a very, great. Yeah. Has a very different feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but good idea though. Good thought. Yeah. So, um, so for the next few weeks, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to talk about probably one of my favorite Henry Winkler roles of all time. We go from Jack Dunn to Coach Klein, and uh, this one here is a foosball movie, uh, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Adam Sandler's The Water Boy. Yeah, and uh, this one here, don't worry, Dan. It talks about. It, it it's not totally centered around football. I know. There's more yeah, to I've it. So. I've, I've seen, seen the waterboiling oh, okay. once a while yeah, back. And it's all I still, remember is one of those I can quote. All I remember is my '90s goth crush. Ooh. Yeah. All I can think about was you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. From asshole. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Vicky, I like Vicky Valencourt. You showed me her boobs, and I like those too. <laughs> so we have that. We have the movie Down to You, and on yes. the last one here, we're going to do a little bit different thing. We're going to talk about some of the things, Happy Day episodes, and also uh, some of the TV spots from uh, from Henry Winkler. That obviously we're going to talk about Fonzie. I do want to talk about a little bit about Barry, and also 
I think a great character he ever did, Dr. Saperstein. Oh, right. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> Parks and Recreation, my God, he was Money, so damn please. funny. Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, the woman who played his daughter actually lives not that far away from here. Um, and uh, so, we're going to go through that, but I will go out as uh, we just want to transition appropriately to the next one because we're going down south. And uh, we're going down south and we're going to talk about the water boy next week. And this is where it gets a little bit weird and a little bit of a side southern attack. So we're going to say to y'all, be good, and we're going to talk about Captain Insano, we're going to talk about all the other great things, so <laughs> welcome to the Waterboy next week, this one's going to be fun, folks, so be good, take care of yourself, but don't be too good now.